Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned to a shadow. This is what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. My doja kosher game over, soldier. I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the star. Good Of course, unless, you know, you happen to not be listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, May 24th, 2017. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And with me, on the huge, this is my main man, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Cam, what's happening? What is going on, man? What's what's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, how are things? Oh yeah, every, everything's lovely. It's, it's a great eighty-five, ninety-degree day. Not a cloud in the sky. It's wonderful. It's one of the most, you know, perfect weather days. You know. Um, but yeah. Whether it whether it's six, um, we are not uh, short on topics this week, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. Go ahead and let me get uh, give out all the uh, pertinent information. If you want to talk to us, talk to Cameron and myself. You'd have to hit us up on the Constellation lines. Give us a call at three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Once again, that's three four seven. 202-0103. That'll get you in line to talk to the two of us. <clears throat> Make sure you uh, press 1 if you want to put your hand up and come on Carlos. the show. Otherwise, you can uh, just hang out and listen to the show. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the way to call us. You can normally shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show, the mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. You can give us a give us a shout at East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. And uh Twitter is another way you can uh find us. You can uh, find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Got some conversation going on there in the last couple of days. Some, some poll questions uh, leading to, I don't know, some consternation and, you know, some uh, maybe some projections from certain certain segments of the audience. Um yeah, again, at East Coast Cast, Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. Okay. And the last bastion of Get Adage. Find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. Like the page, share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it, 
Now get them involved, get them to like the page, and so on and, and so on. Ah, look at that. Ricky Del Toro. Great name. And he's, oh, he's friends with uh, the algorithm, Larice, Luis Rizzo. Great. More so. bots. More bots. <laughs> so, yeah, Ricky is uh, yeah, he's from Illinois. So, I guess maybe even knows, like, the the digital consciousness of uh, Luis, personally. Yeah, yeah. when somebody maybe this guy, maybe he wrote Luis. Maybe he's the author of the code. That is. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is his name's actually uh, Luis Rizzo, and what we've been seeing is Luis Rizzo's monster. This is what's happening. Time Wraith or something. I don't know. Remnant. <laughs> uh, so yeah, appreciate it, uh, Ricky. Uh, for the like, uh, yeah, tell all your pals. Appreciate that. So, um, yeah, so we got a an interesting poll and uh, probably a different headline, or we can continue with that. But uh, let's let's talk about this poll here, man. I, mean, I think we actually have to do this one the opposite way, since those two things are. Wait, one one second for. Uh, one second for sound check. Hey, look at that. There we go. I have the garbage disposal again. Fantastic. Um, yeah, the garbage disposal. Stuff. But anyway, enough about that. So, I mean, the, the headline is, I think, undoubtedly, you know, Jinder Mahal, your new WWE world champion. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, that's out there. Everybody knows it. It's the most talked about thing in, in wrestling right now, as, as it should be. And it's, you know, crossed over into some other forms of media that even though they cover wrestling, like more people are talking about it, um, it's probably not the, certainly not the biggest match in, in a long time, but it's one of the more significant, um, at least in the moment, you know, WWE title victories. Um, you know, we have our first W, Indian WWE champion. Uh, really, only the uh, what the second modern era like Middle Eastern champion that being him and uh, Kali, and you know, because wasn't I don't know Iron Sheik was like something well, else, right? Well, well, no, you have it actually backwards. Like India's in Asia and Southeast Asia. Oh, Kali's and... not Indian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do, Great. and you're right, not not Middle Eastern. That that's a misstep. But um no so and, like India but Iran was, is yeah so that's shout out to Sheik um but no so significant in the sense of yeah your your first Indian WWE champion because Kali was world heavyweight champion won the world so. title yeah so yeah it depends um, who you talk to some people <clears throat> don't uh, differentiate. Mm-hmm. Like they say, you know, they'll be like, well, Mark Henry and Booker T. And people will be like, well, that was the World Heavyweight title. I'm talking about the WWE mm-hmm. title. And people go, well, it's the same, you know. And I understand mm-hmm. both arguments. but it's, The reason yeah. that I don't say they're the same thing is because if we are to believe that man's in charge of all gimmicks. Well, no, no, no. And just to, just to say what the difference is, 
if, if we're to believe Vince McMahon is in charge of all gimmicks and controls everything that happens behind that curtain that comes in front of us, he specifically built an angle where Mark Henry was livid because the only title he had never won was the WWE Championship after he had been World Heavyweight Champion. And that was the crux of he and John Cena's feud. So, yeah, right, right. So they even we get to go so, off yeah, of what so. you say. Yeah, so mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, we're here. Um, we had one of the most, I think, as far as, you know, a post-pay-per-view, one of the most interesting nights I've seen on Twitter as far as, like, fan reaction and people talking about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, now that we've established what was the, kind of what, what were the, the poll is about, two, um, okay. about the specifics of said poll that I think just ended, and it did. Um, so the poll was, um, why do you think people are so critical of Jinder Mahal's title win? Um, and overwhelmingly, 43% of people said win-loss record. Um, you know, 12 percentage points behind was uh, there are better candidates out there. And another 12 percentages behind that, um, so 31 and 19% respectively, were ethnicity slash gimmick. Um, so that's like, you know, 20% of 400 is like 80, 90 people, you know, felt like that was the case. Um, and then 7% were other, and people were really cool in kind of explaining their situation. And I think even when it was other, it had a lot to do with win-loss record without taking that outright. Um, and, and so I, I think, um, you know, he right now is leading a very interesting discussion in, you know, where do we where do we separate the uh, we know it's a TV show from you know everything else from you know we need an established guideline for who's going to be champion and they have to have you know x uh, x quality going for them and it seems like you know we do put a lot of that into this thing and maybe we're placing too much on it so I'm I'm very curious what callers are going to say about it um, because as I think as a as someone who has a platform, um, as someone who has a show, um, and someone who has a, a decent Twitter following, I think as far as people asking me and wanting to interact with me about a subject concerning wrestling, I think this is the most active it's been in, you know, two or three days. Like for me, as far as just talking, talking up wrestling and talking what, make somebody championship material and just things like that. So it's been really interesting, but the overwhelming thing does seem to be the sport aspect of wins and losses. Now, oh, it was on the torches thing. I didn't say, okay. Let me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So the torch ran a poll just to kind of, Compare polls. No sword fight. Um, they, he, the, 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 the answer or the question was: <clears throat> Excuse me. How do you feel about Jinder Mahal being champion? The four choices were very against, somewhat against, somewhat in favor, very in favor. There were thirty-three percent and thirty five percent that said very in favor or somewhat in favor. Huh. It's almost seventy percent of this like poll with you know, 
830-something votes in the two hours left, are somewhat or very much in favor of this. And I said, wow, it's like there has been a shift. You know, because, yeah. I mean, it's a torch. Is, it's not like the VIP only folks get to vote in this. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of public, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, free, free, free subscriber, not subscribers, but free people, <laughs> you yeah. know. And uh, like the the, like the, the level of like when you're on the when you're in the comment section on like a free site article is very different from when you're like in the comment section of the VIP section or something like that. Like the level mm-hmm. of conversation is much different. All that. Um, so, but so this is more of a free thing. But I, wow. I was I was really taken aback earlier when I was on the live cast earlier and Wade uh, talked about this this poll and the numbers haven't changed. Is they're they're with even two hundred more votes than it was, you know, four or five hours ago. Yeah, it's, it's um, uh, I, I think his the reaction to him on uh, on Tuesday. I mean, even with the title win, but the reaction on Tuesday, like, I wonder what's going on because, you know, he's out there to get heel heat. Like, this is something people should be booing, um, and it, which is how it's presented. But, like, he's getting actual cheers. And, you know, like, even the way they presented his celebration with, like, happy, good-looking Indian people dancing and celebrating and cheering and smiling like right. they haven't this really done like, anything this, like that. In a in a vacuum isn't isn't bad. Yeah, like yeah. oh, nice decorations, nice looking yeah. men and women, uh, some cool outfits and colorful, you know, gimmicks and stuff. Like, but like, and people like the audience who who aren't uh, isn't made up of a any type of strong, like, Indian contingent or brown contingent of that matter, um, we're cheering and we're seem to be happy and seem to be, like, on board with the guy. It was, it was really interesting to hear. So I, I don't know. Like, from it's almost like before he won the title, people were thinking of all the reasons that he shouldn't have it and why it's a bad idea. Then it happened, and we realized we were there, and people seem to accept it pretty quickly. Um, yeah, we're, you know, I think, I don't know. I'm, I really want to hear what callers have to say about it because I can kind of pontificate all day about what I think about it and what I think it is, but but I think how people feel about what they've seen and where they think this is going is really going to draw a conversation. Like, I'm anxious to see if, I don't know if they have a date in India booked, but I just feel like that reaction, um, whether it's like just a you know a house show thing or if it's a live show, is just going to be like one of the coolest things you've seen because you know like they never really got Del Rio off the ground as a champion to help them prosper in Mexico like that that never happened for a variety of reasons. So just to see this, um, you know, in front of a different crowd. Um, you know that we really haven't seen, and how they're going to respond to it. Like I'm, I'm really curious to hear that. For sure, they, <clears throat> I think, and are probably trying to, if they haven't done it already, need to, yeah, book shows in India immediately. 
and and I'm sure that's. I mean, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm not breaking any news to them, and it's just the most obvious thing. Um, yeah. That's going to be fun. Hopefully, it's sooner than later. I don't know. I'm sure that's something we can look up if anybody wants to get in on that. Uh, when are they actually going to be in India? And are there going to be any? You know, they could turn one of those shows if, into a special, into a network special. You know, like the Beast in the East one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could do some kind of homecoming, you know, homecoming themed show. I guess a network special. It'll be on it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Live there. Not as far ahead. Or wait. Japan's like right behind. California in them, but they're ahead of us. So that Beast in the East, remember it was like 6 in the morning or something like yep. that? And yeah, so I don't think it would be as <laughs> as dramatic with, with a show, a live show out of India. Right. But that's going to be, yeah, like you said, that's going to be interesting to watch. Like, we talked earlier with Wade and I, like, do they do they treat him like a heel, like when he goes home? Like, of course not. He can't. He can't. I don't know how you get away with it. So, L, the question Wade asked, does he, does he, is he wrestling baby faces or is he wrestling heels? Like, do they just make it easy for his crowd, for the live audience, to just put him in a ring against, like, uh, you know, Kurt Hawkins at the lowest to you know, uh, I'd say Bray Wyatt, but he's not, you know, but whatever. Name, top heel. Baron Corbin. Corbin, yeah, sure. But I don't know. I mean, it's got to be somebody that they're, that they'd be willing to, unless they were going to do something later down the road with that. Like, I don't think you uh, necessarily... Have gender beat Corbin all over India, or even a few times in yeah. India, especially on the lot, you know, one that's airing. You can do, yeah, you can do it on on the untelevised shows. But if you're doing a special, you want to want to be get somebody that you can sacrifice. And I don't know if you want to do that to Corbin. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, Cor- regardless who it is, do they put him up against the Huh? Give him, I put- with Dolph out there, we don't just let him be Dolph. It's fine. Dolph. Oh right, totally. Yeah, yeah. Why, why did I think of that? Are yeah. you here, Dolph? Are you here? But yeah, so I mean, if you um, if you go to uh, all all our great listeners, if you go to teespring dot com slash south congress right now, you can get your own "Don't Hinder Gender" T shirt. Seeing as how the company he works for doesn't uh, doesn't have any merch right now, you know you can uh, get one of those. Don't don't hinder gender. T-shirt available. Intel Damn, I wish I knew that earlier or remembered that. I think I heard that last night. Oh, definitely. What was that? Because it came up. Somebody was like called in and was like, "Yeah, this is the only like WWE champion that has like zero merch." In yep. in you know in the shop <laughs> and I, and and it didn't even trigger the yeah probably because I didn't think it was, like no 
who's going to yeah. Yeah, you, you never know where you can say that. But it's fine. For now, it's right. there until it's not, until they sell out, quote unquote. And where and where's that again? That is at uh, teespring. dot com slash South Congress okay, with a K. Gotcha. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Well, that'd have been a little overwhelming because I was doing the tea public. You got a lot going on, man. Yeah. But no, I mean, but you you can just imagine like the, what the rollout's going to be because that's um, you know, I I don't I can't speak to Indian pride personally, but the first of anything, man, like it's. You know, especially if you're a fan of the product, you see somebody who looks like you and and unabashedly like you and, you know, succeeding. Um, You know, you're going to want to be a part of that. So, like, like personal thoughts of who should and who shouldn't be champion aside, like, this is a big deal for a very significant part of the world. Um, And, yeah, so, like, you just – you – without knowing the guy personally or his struggles, like you want him to do well because you want it to be good for people. Like, you know, I wasn't around when Bruno was the man for the Italian, you know, population. Like I, I didn't, I didn't live through that, but, um, you know, wrestling, like most things, um, you want heroes who look like you and you can identify with. And now like a big part of the world has that. So, you know, you, you, you want, the situation to be successful, not for your own monetary gain, but, you know, so so people can have something to look up to and look forward to. So, yeah, and I think it seems like, like you talking about like how your pole broke down, it seems like people are embracing that. Now, um, I think it also probably has to do with, um, and this, this sounds like a shot, but it's not, the, um, you know, you've got to look at who they had in the main event, like as their champion, and the run was stale, and it wasn't interesting, and that's certainly not all Randy Orton's fault. Um, and and I personally think Randy Orton put on uh, a really spirited match. I, I think he wasn't just going through the motions. He was, like, um, you know, very decided on killing both Singh brothers, um, if you can applaud that. Uh, really, yeah. those guys did. But, no, I feel like he came out from the gate, like, kind of fired up. Um, not that the match ended up being great, but, you know, I don't think it was – through any fault of his. So, uh, yeah, I just think it was stagnant at the top, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Um, you know, Jinder Mahal has to get better in the ring. He's got to get firmer on the mic. And I thought he was pretty good. Man, I and, think uh, he, he flipped those. He got to get his mic game. Got, you know, because being, being tough on the mic would, you know, people would overlook. Uh, they'd be like, yeah, he's big and muscular, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. They just throw people around. That's fine. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think those two areas he does need to improve on. But it's not, it's not so bad. You're and it's the thing. Like nobody even said nobody even said he was bad at anything. It was just he was there. You know, like like why yeah. is this guy? What's special about this guy? But you know, he does have a thing going for him. And um, if 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 you can use that thing to your advantage. I'm going to say more power to you because it's not always an advantage being brown. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope, uh, you know, we want to see things go go good for them. And we'll, and we'll see, you know, where we end up getting. Uh, 
call Iron Sheik Indian. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> she just my bad. took it there. Um, and Derek Salmonson. Sam Salmonson in the chat room. What's up, Derek? Uh, I have a very strong take that could contribute to the show greatly. I could make for an awesome discussion. Okay. Let me start by saying I realize that everything done in wrestling is meant for entertainment, <clears throat> but there are some times when it goes over the top, and I got to call last night's bookers out. Okay. Oh. Yeah, well, he's typing now, I guess, because that's, that's, that one just popped up, so. About the arena. <laughs> so last night, so what could he be talking about before he actually posted? Uh, I don't know. Calling I, out. I watched, he said last, last night. night. I, so SmackDown. Wait, wait, before you say it, before you say it, um, if, if I was going to say anything was kind of like, wow, why, why is this happening? It would be, to me, Nakamura having a tag match, his second match on SmackDown. Uh, but no, go go ahead. Well, he hasn't posted it yet. Um, just the idea that it's a tag match, though, that's what... Yeah, that's I wasn't you, uh, super about it. Um, I I still think he needs to be treated as, like, that special character and him sharing the spotlight in that way. Well, they um, did for an entire month, though. It's not like, this, you know, it, yeah, it just so happens that this is his first match on SmackDown. Like... You know, he's been on every SmackDown pretty much. Well, not every, but, you know, he's had a big okay. presence on SmackDown the last four or six weeks. Yeah. Okay. I just... I just Where was he was the focus? Or, oh. you know, Dolph. But, you know, he was the focus against Dolph, not, you know, splitting it with three yeah. other guys. I like my Nakamura single. Oh. Um... <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, he uh, he says, oh, especially the day after the Manchester attacks, you can't do a skit with Fandango with a toy gun at the Usos. Backstage, no problem, <laughs> but in the ring, no, not good. I I that I I get where he's coming from. I don't think the things are so related that you can't do it, but. I, I won't speak out and say I've had plenty of discussions with wrestling Twitter one way or another. When I thought like something hit too close to home that it recently happened, it, only for people to say you shouldn't worry about that, this and that, and that's that bullshit. So like I don't think they're so closely related you can't do it, but I do understand where you're coming from. And I, I can't lie, it was a little weird seeing a, somebody get like squirted even with a toy gun. Um, and that because that really? to my sensibilities a certain way. Yeah, um, but that's I understand not everybody feels that way. I'm, I'm not a fan of no, because 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 like I grew like I grew up where I wasn't allowed to play with toy guns. Not no, no okay, to put it this way, my mom didn't buy them. Like you, we play with them at your friend's house. It wasn't like I would get in trouble. You know, I played video games, all that, but she wasn't buying them. I wasn't going to play with that shit in, in the house, and that's, like, yeah. the point. Like, you know, like, even if you get to do a thing, like, well, I can't do this at home. So I know that it's, you know, whatever. 
uh, to break down the psychology of it. But yeah, so that was that was how it, and I don't even find it uh, like a big yeah, deal. Um, you know, but yo, like, I can't. Thank you. The whole gun uh, culture creeping into our like, you know, like eh, you know, so it's clearly a water gun, yeah. bright yellow or green <laughs> water gun. Squirt, squirt, squirt. clearly identified. Yeah. Um. Yo, I saw the fucking some of the worst fucking takes I've ever seen. Um, from some people about that about the concert, like some lady was trying to take Ariana Grande to task for not visiting victims in the hospital. Like, would you shut the fuck up? Like, it, it just happened. Like, you don't know this kid. Like, she's probably shook. Like, Even if, like, a month went by and she never visited nobody, like, that's not, you know. Yeah, that's not for you to speak on. Like, shut up. Like, don't. Like, and I'm not somebody who, I couldn't tell you three Ariana Grande songs, but, like, don't fucking, don't blame her. Like, you look at Carl. So is this. That guy, find the guy who committed suicide, who blew people up's parents, and you take their asses to task. Like, what are you doing? Is this why I saw the article that said she was Ariana Grande was paying for all the like the funeral stuff and possibly I don't know about medical I don't know if I saw that or how it was phrased but I'm pretty sure she said you know I didn't pay for funerals and all that shit. Um, Is that why? Do you think she was like pressured from like people saying why didn't you go to the hospital? It's been two days. I'm sure she wasn't. Uh, You know, it ain't been long enough for that. But shout out to um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I shout out to the families and, and prayers for the families that are going through that. That's that's fucking ugly business and stuff like that shouldn't happen. And and yeah, I I appreciate uh, buddy in the chat for bringing attention to that. Um, I I don't necessarily echo the feelings of how that should impact the show when I don't think it's that closely related. But nonetheless, um, I, I definitely understand the concern. But I also didn't have a giant problem with uh, with the uh, the ones with Muhammad Hassan and and Undertaker. Yeah. You know, in '05, like after the yeah. subway bombings, and you know, like like look, man, like You know, like I'm, I'm never like, oh, we got to change this episode. Like this episode that was filmed a summer ago, you know, in an episode twelve in a twenty-four episode season or something that was filmed. You know, and it just so happens that it's going to touch on topics that kind of are familiar to you know, or at least have similar themes to real life shit that happens. And they go, I, they they go, we're not going to play this one. We're going to play a rerun, or we're going to show them out of order. Or whatever, because it's sensitive to. I never. I. I don't. I think that goes too far. Like so. What we're worried about? Like is that we're worried about triggering people? Is that? Like. I, yeah. So square gun isn't going to get me. Like. To, with, with stuff like that. But again, I guess I guess I understand aside, it. You know, like you know, I. I, 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 I Sure. Aside from, I don't. It doesn't always touch on decency. Like it's not always about if you're a good person, you shouldn't show stuff, and if you have the opportunity, you should change it. To me, like I, I like when people do think deep enough to kind of 
get that stuff out of what they're doing. I like when they do it, but at the same time, like sometimes it's like I gotta keep my job, so I'm gonna change this because I am afraid of blowback from networks and sponsors. Um, if anything, you know, in 2017, we've seen people who don't, you know, change course, lose their jobs based on other people's money. So, but but I hear what you're saying. Um, I don't think it's right or wrong one way or another, but I applaud people who do find it in their heart to change those things when they deem necessary. So, yeah. And then Derek uh, says, he's then add the current climate with police brutality. It didn't look good. Well, then you'd be, never be able to do anything. Yeah, fuck. That's, that, that's what I'm like, well, like uh, current climate. I mean, uh, yeah. And handcuff, bikini-clad teenagers at pool parties and tackle them and shit like that. That's yeah, always going to happen and always has been happening. <laughs> so, again, yeah, yeah. Uh, then he I said, except Hassan got fired for that and he should have and he shouldn't have. He was just following the script. Um, it, yeah, that wasn't, that totally wasn't so, his fault. No, it, it absolutely, like, his, the timing of that and the gimmick he was playing and he was good at it. I don't know how good, he wasn't a great wrestler per se, but he was killing that gimmick and all that stuff's not his fault. It sucks for him. It, it really does. Now, nothing he can do to control that, but he got dealt a bad hand, man. All right, let's see who we got on the line to talk to. Um, you know, 419. We've gone to 419 before, right? Where's 419? No. 419. Ohio, northwest quadrant of Ohio, Toledo, and some other places. Okay. Oh, is this Craig? No, Craig calls on uh, Skype. But maybe he got a. Yeah, wasn't Craig at SmackDown yesterday? Was it that? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because there's someone wearing, he didn't know which shirt to wear. Yep. Then he did Northwest Ohio. Maybe even if it's not Craig, maybe they win. And maybe we can get them to buy a shirt. Four one nine. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is uh, this is Denny from Toledo. Denny from hey, Toledo. Uh, your first time caller, Denny? Yeah, it's my, my first time calling the East Coast cast. Um, I'm uh, I, I call the uh, I call the, uh, the the PW Torch cast, the live, cast. Uh, the live, yeah. the live cast. Uh, I call that often. Um, yeah, I, I talked to you uh, a few weeks ago uh, about the whole JBL bullying stuff. And, um, oh, word. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was in uh, – yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I called in today, but I didn't get through, but I listened to the whole show. Um, I was at SmackDown last night. Um, and, like, Ginger was actually getting quite a bit of cheers. Like, I'd still say it's like, it was like 70-30, but, like, there was a Maharaja chant. Um you know that that was going on that I, I thought was interesting uh-huh. and like Raja, I saw clap 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 that type yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I saw I saw a tweet and that I, that I actually kind of agreed with um you know later that night we said uh you know like I'm not gonna boo gender's culture this is kind of dope like I thought the dancers were cool um yeah, yeah I, I had a I had a front row ticket so like I was kind of talking to them a little bit I'm like you guys are kind of awesome and they were like turning around and thanking me and stuff I'm like oh I don't know if you should do that like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
but I mean, I I thought I thought gender. I mean, gender's done well. I mean, I I I agree with the overall sentiment that the win loss record is kind of a kind of an issue. But I think since they put him into the that spot, I feel like he's done well. Um. Yeah, and um. Hey, I'm at work. So I'm sorry if you guys get some background noise. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, let me, let me ask you. Um, so, like, being there live, listening to him, how confident does he sound, like, in his work? He, he, he sounded you know, pretty confident. I didn't um, hear the cracking in his voice until I watched it back over on TV. Um, hmm. You know, I, 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 I heard uh, Wade say something about it. sound like he had, like, laryngitis or something on the, on the live cast. You know, post show but he's been night. talking about that for like the last two weeks. Yeah, him and um, him or Bruce have brought that up like two weeks in a row. So. Yeah, so I mean, I, but I mean, like you know, they're live. It seemed like he was in, you know in control of the crowd. Um, the the dark match um, was it was him versus Randy, and uh, you know they they actually had a, a pretty good match. And I, like they, I thought they were both going to kind of go out there and phone it in since there's a dark match and half the crowd had left because they don't want to watch two or five live. Was it before or after? It was uh it was after two oh five live. Okay. Oh, one of those deals. Okay, uh, that's how they do it. Yeah, right. it, they, they they announced it right after they went off the air, try to get people to stay. Like the the original, the original uh the advertised dark match was a six man tag match, but then like I guess they changed it. The six man tag was supposed to be Randy, AJ, and Nakamura against you know Ziggler, Owens, and and Gender, but they I guess they changed it because they did that tag match at the end of SmackDown. Um. But yeah, the, you know, I, I was out there messing with the Singh brothers. Those guys are like seem like they're pretty cool. Like they were, like, they were messing with people in the front row. Randy came off like kind of a jerk. <laughs> but, you don't were say. you on that? Were you on that side, or were you? Yeah. Uh, no, not like where the yeah. announce tables are, where he got you know almost murdered. Yeah, yeah, I was right there. Um, okay. And uh, and. Uh, like yeah, you know, like like you know, Randy would like he would like high five kids and stuff, and that was cool. But like this one dude put his hand up for a high five, and Randy totally snubbed him. And then Randy came back like I'm sorry, dude, and then put his hand up, and the dude put his hand up, and then Randy turned him around and didn't high five him. I was like, oh, that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it made me laugh. Firm kind of comeback, as if we needed like more confirmation. <laughs> right, right, right. Um. Uh, you know, I thought Nakamura was pretty. I mean, like Toledo, I don't feel like is like a big like hotbed for smart fans, quote unquote. But um, I feel like Nakamura was pretty over with that crowd, relatively speaking, considering they've only seen him in one match for the most part. Uh, I mean, I he was over in Kentucky like two weeks before or three weeks. Yeah. Before, you know, when he was uh, he was on the dark match. Um, when, our buddy Steve um, was at that show. You know, and they're like, you know, North. I don't think uh, Toledo's considered, you know, in Ohio. Oh, I guess maybe Ohio Valley. It's still Ohio. But, you know, Ohio, Kentucky, that, like, you know, area where I don't know what it's called. But, yeah. Um, So you would think they would be similar, you know, type fans since they're in the same area of the country. Say what, uh, Cam? Yeah, the Nakamura, like, since, um, like, what we saw on TV was him and AJ were basically already out and Dolph was coming out uh, when they came back from the break. So did they both have, like, did Nakamura have his full entrance again um, coming out to the match, or was that cut short? So they, they both uh, came out uh, to, they, they both came out to their own entrances, and Nakamura did his full entrance. Um, it, it, he, he, made it, he, he was about to do his thing where, you know, he holds the ropes and falls down, 
he was about to do that, and then uh, Ziggler's music cut him off. So they made it like they tried to get some hill heat in the in the arena for Ziggler cutting him off before he could do some of this cool stuff. Okay, so wait, and you were. Uh, you but we got to see it earlier, so it wasn't like a total yeah. like. So right. Can you hear? Um, like one thing that comes across really good on TV is like when Corbin wrestles, um, and even though you got to see like a real short match, like you really get to hear him audibly like say things to the opponent and be kind of nasty. Like, can you kind of make out? But even though like they had that quick, quick match, can you make out the things that he's saying kind of under his breath? Do his gestures and mannerisms come off good in person? Uh, his his gestures did. Um, like you said, the, the match was kind of short for me to pick up on anything that he was saying. And then when when they were doing that whole beatdown segment, it was on the whole other side of the arena for me. Um, okay. And, and one, one, of, one of the things that kind of pissed me off about that was, like, you know, I, I've i been at other shows where, like, they, they put what's going on in the crowd, like, up on the big screen. On the tron. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't do that last night. Like I'm sitting there, like, what the hell is going on over there? Because we we couldn't tell what was going on. I couldn't tell if if, if Sammy was getting some of his heat back, or you know what was going on over there until I watched it back later. Okay. That's weird. And the, the yeah. last thing I asked you guys, I'm not gonna leave it alone. Um, how do how do people respond to to Breeze? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Yeah. How are people responding to to Breeze and Fandango? Right. It seems oh, like over. right now they're really over. They were over. Like the crowd, the crowd were. There's a lot of people in the crowd that was doing the whole Fandango dance. There was a lot of laughs during the during the segment. Um, I got a kick. I mean, I, I thought the the motorbike thing was funny, but you know, I, my mind wasn't in the in the tragedy that happened, like the like the the, the gentleman yeah. suggested earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, when 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 he sitting there holding that little water gun, I was like that. You still got you? Denny? All right. Can you hear me? You guys drop me? Okay. Hello, there he is. Oh, sorry about that. Um, what was the last thing you guys heard me say? Oh, just about the crowd reaction to uh, to Breeze and Fandango? Yeah, oh, they, they were over. They were really over. Um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of people doing the, doing the, the Fandango dance. Um, the old one that they used to do, and then the um, I thought the you know the, there was a lot of laughs during the segment, and I thought the water gun thing was kind of funny. Like I, I, my mind wasn't in the whole Manchester, you know, the the tragedy, but I, I you know I thought it was you know I, I thought it was ridiculous, but you know I got a laugh out of it. Um, and and the the match itself was I thought was really good. Like the the false finish when uh you know the Uso came off the um came off the top with a splash and, and yeah. Fandango rolled him up was, was was a really good false finish. I thought I was about to see new tag champions. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. And the uh when the, and the, 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 the main event for two oh five live was got pretty over with the crowd that stayed. Like uh, about half the people I would say left. Um but the, yeah, the main event now. was Yeah, the the, the main <laughs> event I thought was really good. They worked hard. Cause I would just elbow the lady in the titty uh, in the front row. <laughs> right before the titty, he's putting uh, Kendrick on the table, and right before that, he uh, leaned up against the barricade and like elbowed the lady right in the tit. So. <laughs> so, I got some air on that spot. Let me see. He's climbing up now. So, 
So yeah, so oh, it sounds like uh, I mean, he's a yo. He's going all the way up to the top. God damn. Yeah. It sounds like it was a pretty pretty decent taping. I mean, cause SmackDown was a little good. Whoa! God I, damn. Yeah, he got- <laughs> he got up, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I think, I think, yo, after seeing uh, Ciampa and, and Gargano overshoot a little bit, especially uh, the 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 one, the one that didn't yeah. break the ladder, you know, at least he's going down face first. You have some kind of control. If you overshoot that, you could, you, mm, oof. Yeah. That's, 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 that was why, why the histrionics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. anything, yeah, like, I also I just want to give a shout out like my um one of my, uh, the the guy that Cedric Alexander squashed last night was actually one of my good friends. So Yo, <laughs> I, I didn't even. Know I was, was like, why does homie look like he should be selling Muslim oils on the sub at like Broad and Erie? Like, <laughs> like I was like, this guy. I was I wanted him to give uh, Alexander, you know, some work, but. You know. Yeah, he, he he's like he's he's a he's a pretty good you know he's a pretty good wrestler man I like him uh, you know he go, he goes by Lou Crank on the indie scene I I, I don't know what they call him at two hundred five but but I was I, I I didn't even know he was there man like I was like I, I was sitting there I was like oh shit I think like, it's my boy <laughs> right nice that's cool well, shit all right if you guys have <laughs> yeah. any questions for me I'll shoot them if not I'll let you guys go all right, all right cool man yeah uh, that was that was a good recap man. appreciate that don't be all right, no problem guys thank you. Alright, yeah, don't be a stranger. There it is. And uh, get a phone case or or onesie if you got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a onesie. Get a baby. <laughs> uh, uh, she might be too big, but don't. Brad's got. Uh, he's got. He's got a kid, but I, think, get the, I don't think she's. Gotta get the youth hoodie. Is what he needs. Get the youth hoodie. The onesies. Yeah, but I don't think she's in that either, so it'd have to be something for him. She's in the in between. I I just get her a, a, a lunchbox. I don't know. I don't think it's a lunchbox. Um, we got some emails here. Um, oh, uh, another thing to mention. Uh, just let me know if you're a uh, VIP or or not in the. Uh, Subject or somewhere in the, in the email, and Carlos, I, I figured it out because he says "Good evening, Travis and Rich." So it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty. That's obvious. the idea. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Anthony Pacaro, uh, 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 sorry, butchered it. Uh, he, he chimes in. He says, uh, uh, "Longtime lurker here from Minnesota, uh, from Minneapolis." Do you have, do you think Money in the Bank works better as a dual brand event uh, with match participants from both brands? I think considering the power of wrestling authority figures, having a wrestler controlling both the brands, wait, both the brand he fights on and the championship he fights for would be a breath of fresh air and a tool for either heel or face match winner. Uh, just a thought. Love the show. Did you did you get that? Um, yes, and I and I agree with him. I actually I absolutely do think because, like you saying, with with the GM, like the second um, part, I, I got. With, it. You think Money in the Bank works better as a dual brand? I think considering yeah, the like, power of wrestling authority authority figures, 
having a wrestler controlling both the brand he mm-hmm. fights on and the championship he fights for would be aggressive for sure. I don't. Yeah. So that basically what he's saying is, how cool would it be for Nakamura to win Money in the Bank and then show up uh, after a Raw main event and challenge Brock? Um, as opposed to like, oh, because he's a SmackDown guy, you're saying exactly because it, it kind of it limits the power of the GM because they don't control like how big of a boon would it be for Raw and SmackDown vice versa to get the other brands guy to come compete for their titles. Um, but yeah, I think hmm. I, I as much as I like like I think the SmackDown match is going to be really good. I think it functions better as a dual branded pay per view. Top three guys from each, uh, you know, from each brand, top three contenders or whatever, going in to fight for, fight for that title. Um, and I would have even done it. Uh, it's a SmackDown pay per view or a Raw pay per view, but we're inviting three Raw guys to compete. Um, I, I do think that it functions a bit uh, better like that. Well. I think if you're going to do it, I don't think you're you can invite three guys. It just has to be SummerSlam or WrestleMania or dual brand. Yeah. a dual yeah. brand pay per view where it's agreed upon. They send three, you send three. Nobody. I, I just think that just you know, come over and we'll allow you on our show on our pay per view to fight for fight for this thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But I do, but I do agree with that first part about yeah. I I, I think uh, the dual brand event is where you should have money in the bank. Um, what do you do? Do you do you not have money in the bank and just do money in the bank matches at WrestleMania yeah, again man. or at SummerSlam, or sure. do you just do you finally do you have a big five now where money in the bank is? Because it's in June, you've still got like Two months probably before. three pay per views before SummerSlam. Yeah. And it's the same gap as Royal Rumble and uh and WrestleMania. And Mania. Well, I mean even if it's a, you know, but it's still gap enough. Like that's why they did takeover now, because yeah. they didn't want to wait for Mania to SummerSlam to have a big event. A big mm-hmm. you know, a takeover special. Mhm. But yeah, I, I do think it does add the intrigue of, you know, where is he going to show up, uh, you know, to compete for the title. I think um, yeah. who does a really interesting thing? If you play uh, WWE 2K, if you play the games, you can actually go after the Intercontinental and U.S. title with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Hmm. But you can also go after one of the main titles, right? Well, yeah, but I mean just to – just to be that guy who shows up after a title match so people don't know when it's coming. You know, it's... How do they program uh, that? Like, you win... Uh, you get to compete yeah, for... Yeah, like, how do they... The title of your choice. You can grab a partner and go compete for the tag team titles if you want. No, 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 no. Like, okay, so I just mean, how do you show... And they allow you to do, like... Run-ins and stuff, essentially, like after a match. What it actually does, yeah, when you are simulating the matches, it'll say, "Do you want like if a champion's competing in a match?" They say, "Do you want Undertaker to turn in his Money in the Bank briefcase after this match?" 
and then it automatically uh, sends to the end of that match, um, and then you compete over the title. And a lot of times that guy's beat the shit, because why wouldn't he be? Um, and then you just right. go in there and handle your business. Right, right. I mean, that's, that, yeah, that's the easy part. That's the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, that's the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, okay. pretty cool little effect. But I, I would like it if it was if it was dual-branded, um, or if they even laid out that whoever wins it can compete for whatever title on whatever brand. Like, that should be a rotating pay-per-view. Like, Raw should definitely have that next year. And uh, I'm going to just keep it moving with another email, non-VIP, young Ross Mitchell from Baltimore, who <laughs> is older than me, <laughs> but still, young, young Ross, Ross Mitchell. Ross, <laughs> I mean, like, by a year, three months or whatever, but uh, I saw it on social media. So I'm like, a son of a bitch, I can't call this grown-ass older man, old head Ross from Baltimore. Switch it up. Uh, good evening to, to to you two. I hope you're both doing well. Thanks. I think we're doing pretty good. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, you guys saw Takeover Chicago over the weekend. Yes. Yes. You've seen it in full, right? I assume. Yeah. Or at least. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Enough. In full. In San Antonio, up drinking a beer. Oh wait, did that make you late for something, or was it backlash the next night? No, no, it was that. I literally like didn't go to. A house party. I was strictly in town four. It started at like five. I got there at like ten because ten. Was so yeah, I mean it was it was one of those things where it started at five, but it was going all night. So you know, I well, no, I get that, but why? I mean, takeover ended at like uh, you know nine or something. Well, I guess. <laughs> um. So yeah. So he says. Hopefully, you saw takeover. Uh, since I've uh, I've got some questions about DIY, I have to say I didn't see that breakup coming. I figured they'd get the call up soon as a team, and since they're uh, since they're so popular, I'll definitely. Or I'm sorry, it'll definitely be a hot feud. But I'm excited uh, that I'm excited to see. What do you think the reasoning was for breaking these two up, and what do you think their future prospects are uh, that they're no longer a team? Thanks for your time and responses as always. Well. There's like pretty stated like reasons that management, WWE management, sees both of these guys as single stars on the main roster. Yeah. Which to take the, the it certainly damper dampens the like if you were like what I assume and Ross didn't say, but he just said I assume they would go up as a team because they're so popular. But especially yeah. if you like them as a team, which I did, and a lot of people did, um, and you were hoping they'd go up as a team, and then the breakup happens. Well, when you find out that news, it certain dampens like the disappointment. Like oh, well, okay. Well, if there's any reason to 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 cut that short, it's because they you know. Yep. And, and I said earlier, I said, yeah, they could send Gargano to 205 and Ciampa to SmackDown, and that's technically they're both on the main, you know, they're both on the main roster. Uh, and then it, well, he brought up, would, would Gargano be the, the guy to anchor 205 Live as a babyface? And I, I think he could certainly be be that guy. Mm-hmm. Turn Austin Aries heel and, you know, where he and you, and you're works right. better. Yeah. Um. 
And yeah, I it's funny. Um, I don't. I think it might have been who's either Willis or Boris. And the conversation was like it was. I think it was Boris. Yeah, it was Boris. And he was basically like, it was the same thing. Like, you know, don't don't doesn't WWE need tag teams? And my first instinct was, you know, um, you know NXT needs solo acts. You know, at least for the time being, like. Bobby Roode ran through everybody, and the top guys that he's fought have gone to the main roster. So, you know, as good as DIY has been, like, if the Authors of Pain are the mainstay there, like, how many more matches are those guys going to have? And if they're not competing with the Authors of Pain, who is DIY competing with? Um, And now you have two single guys you know the crowd already cares about, you know you can get good matches out of, and... You know, in, in 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 a system that needs a baby face um, that everybody cheers for, Gargano fits that mold, and Chiampa is just um, you know such a good heel, such a crazy good heel. Um, they're just as good as they are as a tag team. They are better solo acts, and I think they're going to get a chance to shine, especially again in an NXT ecosystem that needs solo solo competitors. And you can make a tag team, um, I think. You, you can put guys together. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think this is, uh, right now, what's better for the brand at Sage. Any, any speculation on who goes where? Um, I think. And uh, when. Like obviously, you're going to feud um, NXT. Uh, yeah, get, gonna get, is it, yeah. We'll get another, uh, you know, we'll get another takeover out of them, you know, whenever that comes up. That's probably going to be the culmination of all that. And then I think, you know, come come the fall, like, those guys are called up. I think, like you said, Gargano probably 205, because 205 is lacking um, personality in, in the uh, like in the division. Um, as far as somebody who could just be a pure white meat baby face people respond to. Um, and I, I really think Giampa might be more of uh, an IC title level raw guy, um, considering the guys that SmackDown already has competing over like the mid card title with KO probably being the main stay there, AJ being there at least for the time being. So yeah, I think Ciampa uh, is probably a guy who you end up seeing there on Raw. Hmm. The Psycho Killer versus the Lunatic Fringe for the Intercontinental Title. Psycho Killer. No, nah, he's hey no. Nah, the drift is gonna take Dean Ambrose out. Dean Ambrose getting out tank. Who's gonna take him? Dean Ambrose out. The, dr- the, the drifter. Oh shit! Oh, get the fuck out of here! With that bullshit. All of it like I seize it. I slide right through Dean Ambrose like he does. Uh, like he does set pieces. Whoa. Um, is there any more to the email? So, yeah, uh, reasoning for the breakup, prospects that they don't want our team. Yeah, I think we got to every, every aspect of it. I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if they should wait a whole other year, you know, almost a year and wait till next year to get called up, you know, after WrestleMania. But, I just think there's 
so much more you could do. Not and and NXT isn't the, the priority. I get that, but mm-hmm. especially with like Chomper is a heel, and I talked about it in my article. Like you, this week, it was about the, the resurgence, uh, the retooling of the uh, NXT main event um, scene, yeah. and uh, you know Chomper could be that guy that let's say by the end of the year, it's you know they they want to turn. Uh, Bobby Roode, babyface, because you know it's that's when the tide's turning. I, I don't, I don't think he'd be ready for a babyface turn that soon. But just to use it as an example, uh, Ciampa could be a, 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 a heel, big, a big enough heel to challenge him to, to aid in that type of a transition to go babyface. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, with the championship, you know, like it's a. Not difficult, but it's a, uh, you know, it's, you got to pay attention and psychology matters when you're turning a, ch- a champion one way or the other. Yep. You know. Uh, Very true. You know, it was, you know, Macho Man won. That's kind of the template. <laughs> you know, just the guy just slowly does his thing. <laughs> um, but you know you got CM Punk in, in in 2012 or whenever that was when he, you know he brought Heyman on when he didn't even really need Heyman and there's some others but um, yeah so so yeah but still I, I I don't know when what's the sweet spot of when do you call him up how how far, how long do you leave him in NXT uh, and do they go up at the same time you know to separate yeah. rosters that's Staggered. You don't want to make it seem like one's valued over the other. I don't know. So appreciate the uh, email, Ross, as always. And uh, we'll get to Kyle's in a little bit. Let's head back to the phone lines. Oh, real quick in the uh, chat room. Um, uh, Boris says, uh, you know, the, the Hojo chick was told to change her finishing move because of Bailey. You know, how do you feel about that? Uh, change your fucking finish. That's how I feel about it. Right, and then Derek says, you know, Bailey's been booked so weak that nobody should have to kowtow to her for any for for any kind of move. Well, one, she's not, she don't have no say in this. If they wanted to do the move, they'll tell her to do the move. If they say stop doing the move, we got this new woman doing the move, she'll stop doing the move so Hojo could do the move. Simple as that. Nobody's kowtowing to Bailey. And they're the ones that are booking her. It's not like Bailey's out there writing her own shit and, and out there making herself look like an idiot. Yep. Uh, so the same people that are book- making Bailey look, you know, stupid or weak or whatever are telling her to keep doing her finisher move. And this other lady's got to it's not about cowtow, and it's like, hey, we were here first. Sorry. Yeah. And she's a main event woman wrestler. She's not. If somebody came in and then was like, but, but, Tyler, Bree, you know, uh, Tyler Breeze from, you know, six weeks ago, is using, you know, people like him now, and he's doing stuff. So I don't want to use him now, but just that lo- lower level guy's finishing move. He's, like he's gonna get it. Like, sorry, we can't do this anymore. We got this 
new international star coming in, and that's their move too. And they're going to be higher on the card. So, but yep. Hojo's coming in underneath at a level under uh, Bailey. No matter what you think about that, that's just how it is. So you don't get to do that damn move. It's like nope. That's what happens. And there are a million moves. Pick a goddamn another one. If yeah. you can do an elbow, you can do a leg drop. They're, they're different moves. I don't want to make, make it seem like <laughs> everybody can do anything or want to do anything, but it's a bunch of moves. She can, she'll be okay, I'm sure. Who just jumped on? And 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 in case uh, Melissa is listening somewhere, maybe uh, Melissa sort for some some emails from Debbie Washerman Schultz or something. I'll go ahead for her for her. Oh, yeah. Jumping on the line here is our good buddy from uh, what's happening, man? What up? Uh, nothing much. It's a long time since I called. I'm trying not to fall asleep before Arrow come on. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Are are you yeah, fasting? So was, Is that why you're trying to? Um. Yeah. Basically, I've like been fasting like half. I've been like fasting half days to get ready since Ramadan starts on Saturday. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So okay. this should be fine. Like it's it's been moving back each year. So like I said, I got through fasting in August and July in Texas. So it's kind of like a walk oh, in the yeah. park now. Yeah, as far as like the weather, yeah, totally. No, but um, no, two quick things because I was like been listening since you guys been talking. First, the whole Jinder Mahal thing. I always laugh when people bring up like win loss because it's kind of like in pro wrestling, most of the people don't really have a choice in what their win loss record is. It's kind of like yeah. it's up to the oh, bookers. Yeah. So I mean, and like it's important as far as like you know who's important, who's not important, like you know. Ray Mysterio Jr. almost never lost, so you knew he was a big deal. Like, it was the whole thing. Like, you saw Cena always win and Roman Reigns always win. But then, like, Rich was looking back. You see people like The Rock and Triple H, it's kind of like they had, you know, 50 – like, Triple H is like 53%. Mm-hmm. Of like, his, like, he had, yeah, like, he had a lot more losses than you would think considering how he just Bigfoot people. It's like perception – is important, but your memory kind of plays tricks. At the end of the day, it's like if they want somebody to be champ, they're gonna push somebody to be champ. At mm-hmm. you no know, regard. I mean, they've done it. They haven't done it to like this extent, but we've seen stuff like JBL always comes up as the example. Like he was mid card central for how many years? I remember him teaming like Taka Mishinoku in like the late nineties. He felt like he'd been around forever. That was pre APA. Then all of a sudden he throw a suit on. He's on oh, SmackDown. You weren't you weren't a uh, a new Black Jack fan? 
No, I wasn't a new blackjack. <laughs> Justin I Black Hawk or Justin Hawk yeah, Bradshaw. I wasn't, I, was, I wasn't an acolyte fan. I, you know, I was a little bit of APA fan, even though they got way too much shine with the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, the Hardys around, and they just kind of like snuck in every now and then. But no, all I know wait, is wait, 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 you, and I, I've never thought to discern the teams. I mean, they they do have names, but APA, you know, they were just acolyte protection agency. They were still the acolytes, though, but not in the sense of you know with the symbols and the being someone's henchman, essentially. Yeah, yeah. One I never would have like thought to, to, to like they were still a team. I would I would consider that a whenever they started a team until the time JBL turned heel and and signed Paul Heyman's contract uh, and left Ron Simmons. Not uh, just the acolyte. But anyway, that's just me being particular. Yeah, but it's kind of like one day JBL shows up on SmackDown. Like, he won the lottery. He's driving a limo. He's trying to keep Mexicans out of America. And then a month later, he he has a title match. Like, it's not like he yeah. worked his way up to be, you know, to be the number one contender to wrestle Eddie Guerrero. It's like, you know what? You're wrestling Eddie Guerrero for the title. And people are like, how yeah. the hell did this happen? So, yeah. you know, like, right. But he had the one so the thing, thing like that, that, that gender doesn't have, though. And even truth, like, they have that personality they can talk especially jbl you know wait a second for a month okay jbl i'll give you the whole personality our truth was getting clowned because he was drinking water during a match and they turned that somehow into a push so he hit people with a water bottle smoking a cigarette and now he got a title match against john cena and it's kind of how it happened it was happening in a month yeah i'm i'm i don't think it's like outlandish to say our truth 2011 has Way more personality than, and, and you know, than Jinder Mahal 2017 or Jinder Mahal. Period. I'm a good, I'm a good R truth. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking <laughs> to my imaginary friend. I'm a good R truth. I'm afraid on cross colored jeans from 1993. Yeah, he had personality. He had the wrong kind of personality. He had plenty of personality. Like if I like <laughs> mystical, then I'm straight. Like mystical was dope in the 90s. It's a bit different when you playing. 1998 mystical in 2007 or whenever it was that R2 got that push, but hey, so so yeah, so I can see if I can see if people say you know what I don't like his rank skills or I don't like his promo skills, that's fine. I don't hear nothing about the whole his body type of steroids because we let everybody else pass with no problem, but all of a sudden you know gender got these things all his back and now we talking about wellness. Oh, like like now that's the breaking point. It was similar to the, <laughs> the argument I made earlier with uh, with Wade about, uh, you know, people are like, oh, he's only getting a push because he's Indian, and they're trying to break into the Indian. You know, like that's so rich that oh, now that the brown guy's getting an advantage for being brown, now it's a <laughs> now getting breaks because of of racial background is a is an issue. I yeah, now it's like all these now guys, now you want to complain about, and 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 anyway, it's just like what are you talking about? Like that's what you do. You you got a significant Italian fan base that are willing to pay money to come to your shows. Push a damn Italian uh, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. 
And I mean, as, as bad as we talk about, and we being me, talk about Vince McMahon and his weird racial caricatures, well, not weird racial caricatures, but his obvious racial caricatures, it's not like Vince McMahon hasn't wanted um, uh, five-star blue chipper black athlete to push for 20 years. Like, he's wanted it. It hasn't worked um, with the guys he's chosen for various reasons, but it's something that he did desire. Like, he understands the need for these things. That doesn't fall on death. Right. Every every few years, you get, there's 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 a you know a new one that yeah. hits that like same kind of. Yeah. It's a reason mode. Del Rio got pushed that over and over again because like I missed that well, money we I was getting from Mysterio. Mhm. Yep. Like if like just imagine, and it's a different ecosystem. But if if Rey Mysterio was you know a foot taller. Um, it, you know he's it, it changes things and it probably expands that market the way Vince McMahon wants it to because he never does the I, I even though he's my world champion because Eddie's hurt uh, he gets you know basically beat up every match and barely survives by the skin of his teeth like that probably doesn't happen and that and that changes things and then there's not that big void that exists between heavyweight champ Eddie and heavyweight champ Del Rio like you know these. I think ethnicity is a real thing, and regions of the world are a real thing, and you do these things to make money. So, yeah. Yeah. And the worst part about it is if Eddie Guerrero was around now with how we accept certain body types, he probably wouldn't be dead, you know, unfortunately, because yeah. the whole thing is kind of like people talking about, oh, yeah. you know, thighs and everything, bringing up Eddie Guerrero, wrestling Brock Lesnar. Like, Eddie Guerrero was way more than me and was like 5'8". Yeah, looking like bad. Yeah. Like right. that's not. Yeah. Like you don't, you're not a professional wrestler. Been you know working out your whole life, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I found my third win and got this muscle gain. I started yep. drinking Herbalife tea, and I gained 25 pounds. Like, yeah. So, but and for all the people bring up the whole racial thing, it's like if he was out there riding a tiger or a, a carpet. Nobody be like, oh, that's just wrestling. There's no big deal. He getting a push. Oh, they worrying about India. Like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> let India get some shine. We had Randy Orton yeah, they, dulling they, it up for a couple stuff. months. Like, oh, I'm not sleeping. Yeah, like, we'll get another. Like Tam said, we've had plenty of mid-guys that had the belt and had mid-guy title reigns. Like, no disrespect to Randy Orton, but him burning down houses and sleepwalking his way through matches. I've I've seen that. I've seen how that story goes. Like it can wait a little yeah. bit. Randy will be okay in his big house with his second wife. Like yeah. legend to get his shine. <laughs> For sure. And yeah, the other thing was the is that Breezango match on the pay per view. I I've watched that match twice because the first time <laughs> I watched it, I'm like. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I'm like, what am I watching? Because I've seen comedy matches, but I've never seen, like, comedy matches on, like, WWE, quote-unquote, pay-per-views in a title match. And I'm yeah. watching it, I'm like, and I'm like, somebody's worked this match out, signed this off, I'm like, you know what, we're going to have this match in Chicago. It's going to be for the belt. And go with it. And when <laughs> when Tyler Breeze was rolling back and forth on the ring, when one of Uso's tried to splash him, <laughs> 
I just lost it. I'm like, this is the most absurd <laughs> shit I have ever seen. And I like it's just like he's out there with the broom doing that knucklehead shit. The he's Usos so are losing their mind. Yeah, the Usos are losing their mind because, like, we're trying to wrestle and they're doing all this knucklehead stuff. But the match told the story because they were basically playing mind game with the Usos. The Usos were getting frustrated and then they just wrestled. And kudos to Tyler Breeze switching from being a janitor to an old ass woman old lady. <laughs> in a summer dress. Like, yeah. So that, that match was way more entertaining than I thought it'd be. It was way more enjoyable than I thought it'd be. Like, I was watching the skits they had building up to it. I was kind of like, oh, this is cute. They're doing something. The crowd's getting behind it. And yeah. it's funny when you have those teams, you just throw them together. It's like, I don't got nothing for you. Make it work. And the time when it works is just beautiful because it's like it's just organic and they it's just organic with it and they them and the Usos play off well because the Usos don't have time for any nonsense they like we here to get we here to take care of business what are these knuckleheads doing yeah I I liked it um, it was fun and it was funny and the crowd was into it and yo when he when he stepped to the side with the with a mop and then. Uh, one of the Usos hit the turnbuckle, and then he trips him with it. It was I could not contain yeah. myself. I it was, it was so the DQ. Funny. It was a damn DQ ref. Nah, nah. Foreign <laughs> hey, object, international he object. He didn't hit him with it. He tripped over it. It's like when the mm. W got away with putting people through tables. I didn't hit you with the table. You fell through. You fell through. So yeah, um, yeah, fun time. And then he, when he when he come at him and he holds the mop up to him and he stops and he holds the mop up to him and he stops and then he washes his face with the mop. So good, good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they. I'm looking forward to see how they interact with the new day when the new day comes back. And it's yeah. kind of like it's funny we were talking about tag teams on SmackDown and like SmackDown. It's going to be like four tag team deep with like four teams that have like completely different attributes that people care about. Because you got American Alpha that's still, you know, wrestling one on one, even though they really need to be heels because they kind of like prickish, yeah. you know, graduate student assholes that can just suplex anybody. You got the Usos doing their thing, you know. You got the New Day that's kind of like they're around. You almost forgot about the New Day because Kofi got injured right when they went over to the right before they went over to SmackDown, so they haven't wrestled, but it's like they're still around. And then you got Brizango. And I'm amazed that I'm saying we got Brizango. Like, that's a tag team yeah. I want to see. That's a thing. Want, wanting them around to do things is a thing, and it's weird. And, yeah, it's the same way. So, but um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. People need to stop hating on Jinder Mahal. Like, we've had too many boring-ass champs that's being pushed because, oh, he look a certain way, or it's his, it's his time, or yada, yada, yada. I have no problem with a brown person get the belt. We haven't had a lot of brown champions. And most of the time, like, they out there, Black Panther throwing a spear, all this other nonsense. Like, Jenny Mahal out there looking sharp. Like, he's not out there looking like Great Tiger. He's not out there riding a damn elephant or no nonsense like that. He's there looking like a sharp badass. And good. So I, if you think yeah, I'm gonna do that no, and no. get mad, because I'm like, and if it don't work, 
it don't work. They can find, like, put the belt on Rusev, put the belt on somebody else. Like, the, the way WWE set what up. About, hold up. Isn't the the story that that was supposed to be Rusev's push? That that was supposed to be yep. his spot, and he got hurt mm-hmm. or whatever. It was some yeah. He got injured, and then I don't know what the deal is. They got mad because he got a haircut. I don't know if that's true or not. But I know him getting injured kind of messed up their plans. All right. I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when I mean, like Finn Balor was you know Universal Champion. He got hurt. Plans change. I mean, injuries are like that. You give it to somebody else, you keep it moving. When they'll be back, they'll be back. But I know we talk about – and a quick thing before I go. I know we talk. We like to say about suspension of disbelief only goes so far and wrestling work you treat like a sport. And, like, people bring up Jinder Mahal's win-loss record. But I can't really be all like, well, Jinder Mahal got a win-loss record like the Clippers. He won a title, and that's important in sports. But then – 30 seconds later, say, yeah, I think it's a chance that Finn Balor could be Brock Lesnar in the fair one, even though Brock Lesnar <laughs> outweighs about 100 pounds. <laughs> and there's weight classes in every other combat sport. Like, yeah, that's kind of like mental gymnastics that I'm going to sprain my ankle trying to do, so I wouldn't even bother doing that. Like, you could say you you like it one way and not the other way, but it's, it's kind of like if you don't like gender – you don't like gender. I want to hear this whole he used to leap, he used to lose the he slater. Triple H used to catch L's to Duke Drosy for a whole damn summer before he hey. started hanging with. Before he started. Yeah, hanging with though, but I'm, <laughs> Shahid, it didn't happen in like a month. Like he didn't go from losing to Duke Drosy to you know winning the Intercontinental Champion or something. It was the you know he. It was like a, you know, he won some matches. He was in. I mean, you can all over the place. He got people, himself over. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think there's any. Compa- this is this unprecedented. Is like, so there's nothing yeah, you well, can he's really compare it to. He's the. I can compare Mabel. Mabel. Who who did he what, beat before he, he won King of the Rings? Yeah, who did he beat before yeah, he that's won King of the Rings title match tournament against Kevin Nash? Like he was Holly, like was hardcore Holly, and yeah. he was beating people. There's, there's, there's nothing happened. And uh, got a title. Yeah, shot. I mean that's kind of an explanation of why a guy starts winning. Like, well, he won this tournament, got on the roll, and his confidence grew. Gender won a six pack, and like, gender did more pushups. Hold up, Bob Holly got a title match because he got his neck broke. Because he got his neck broke. Yeah, he literally got eight Okay, but you can't take the, the, the one other thing that makes no sense and go see. They did this thing that made no sense. No, but I'm so. saying, I'm saying it's press. I'm it's this something like this hasn't happened before where it's like somebody was this damn low and all of a sudden got a title shot. But people have come out of nowhere and got title shots for worse reasons. So hey, I look, can't I can't front that much. In fairness, they literally had a battle royal uh, hosted by our. our Propagated by Jesse the Body Ventura, and the only qualification you had to have was that you never had a shot at the title. Like that—that that existed. You—you you never had to have a. If you never had a shot at the title, you got the winner got a shot at the title. That's how Sheamus got that TLC match with John Cena because he I remember never that. got. Sh- and like in '09, his first run. Yeah. And to, uh, I mean, to take it all the way home, like, there's a Royal Rumble every year where guys with no business competing 
Yeah, like, you know, Mill Masterist shows up and the Royal Rumble is like, word? He yeah. might win and get a title match? Uh, Pete Rose. Yeah. Like, imagine, you know how we we talking about how people come back. <laughs> Drew, like, uh, what's his face? Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Like, imagine <laughs> if the Road Dog came back and he won the Royal Rumble. It's like, Road Dog, his dream is coming true. He's going to WrestleMania, the Russell John Cena. That's like right. some, I mean, that wouldn't happen, but that could theoretically happen. Like, whoever won the Royal Rumble get a title shot. It's like, um, why is you carrying the Royal Rumble? Like, yeah, when you start pulling that ropes, it's kind of like the whole rope fall down. So I get, I get the whole thing with gender, but I can't hinder gender that much. I ain't. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think it's a, a hard thing to get, but, but it's. To your to your point about uh, you know it is like, hey you you win a match here you, you win your next one you know you've seen worse I mean Kali won a battle royal to win the world title when they stripped it from Kurt Angle yeah yes. and be perfectly honest when it's somebody like that do you really want to see like like you really want to see somebody work their way up can't wrestle like I want to see because we saw what happened when Kali and Klauslov was doing that beating the Undertaker clean. It's like Ooh, he's working his way up the ladder. I got to watch this crap. I'm like, I'd rather he get like a fluke win and get a title match than he beat people he had no business beating. <laughs> I'd rather he got lucky. Right. And, and, and the, the the big thing, the obvious thing as far as his wins go, especially his win over Orton and his win in the six pack, he's got, he's got his, his goons and, you know, he's not, he's not, beating guys clean, and he's not even doing the cheating himself, you know, poking an eye, uh, you know, he's not, he not even, you know, being clever enough to do it himself or, or, you know, to get his own hands dirty. He has his goons do the physical part, and then he just capitalizes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and like you know, the, yeah, and the win loss is for because like that's what how Goldberg got his thing. But at least with Goldberg, he beat Bones for a long time, and then he started beating names. Like Umaga was kind of like he beat forty jobbers, and all of a sudden he beat forty bums, beat one guy, and he wrestling John Cena. Beat like, the shit yeah. out of him. yeah. Being 30, is that how that went? He didn't have like an in between feud. He ain't beat MVP. He ain't beat nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Being 35 and 0 is not, you know, doesn't look that good when 33 of them are bumped. I think he beat Tiger all these things on the way. Yeah, the framing and, just, you know, the time was put in. I mean, it's it's a lot of it is just, you know, you just show up and, you know, the, the psychology of that. You just show up, win a cup, win two matches, and you're the champion. Like, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, UFC. 33 squash matches against, you know, 33 yeah. bums or whatever. This this is. But at like, least that was over the course of like four months, six months, you know, Ryback, you know, kind of thing. Like, all right, facing one guy, and he went two and three. And now, or, or Braun Strowman, even more recent, you know, more competition. Yeah. For Sammy, beat Sammy Zayn up a bunch, you know. And, and uh, one more thing before I go, like, Real life, this has also happened, and I know it's kind of joke way. Rock Lesnar rolled a one match win streak to get a title match in UFC. Roided up to the gills. 
road of one match win streak. <laughs> streak. One in a row. He went one in a row, and it was like, you know what? He's got momentum. <laughs> <laughs> one in a row. At least with NBA Jam, you got to hit like three shots before you go on fire. Like, rock like, you know what? Right. You know. By my third match, I'm, I'm one of the He is a Chico. Y'all always say that. So. But um, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. I'm about to watch Arrow. Like, I'm looking forward to this episode. This has yeah. been an awesome comeback season. So, you guys take it easy. All, All right, right man. Talk to you later. Uh, oh, you won't get to see it live. Hey, you see it. About to put you on mute. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> After that, after that fuck shit you pulled yesterday, how that's what no, you get? You, I posted. Uh, I think I posted a uh, tweet um, and said like, uh, "Well, I was like when your when your uh, when your podcast co-host thinks you're not gonna, I think you're gonna wait for him to watch the flash finale." And this is the gift of Hulk punching Thor out of the frame. <laughs> oh, nah, buddy, my dog. Nah, buddy, we gotta get this in. <laughs> Gonna, matter of fact, I'm going to turn on the captions right now on that bitch. And then watch it again. Damn, it's all go tonight, too. Let's, uh... Let's see. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to Kylan. Kylan, what's happening? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? I'm oh, doing all right, man. Doing, uh, doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. It's on your mind. Ah, let's see here. To to kick us off here for this show, what if either of you have seen me? What do you think of the back and forth tweets in the Hardys versus Edward Nordholm war? I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm not too familiar. Fill us in, Kyle. Edward Nordholm is the new president of Impact and and the CEO of Anthem Sports and Entertainment. (laughs) And basically, him and... Matt and Jeff and Rebby Hardy have been going back and forth over the intellectual property of the broken gimmick. And yesterday, Nordholm released portions of Matt and Jeff's alleged impact contract. And Rebby, as usual, is going nuts and saying, we'll, we'll see you in court. I, I thought this was taken care of, like, weeks ago. I didn't understand, like, in the last few weeks, like, oh, they haven't even started to 
started going the broken direction yet with Matt. And I guess now I know why, because they're still dicking around with this two-bit fucking company like that somehow has any kind of claim to anything that, you know, like, what a bunch of fucking garbage. I don't, I don't see how they don't, how if you present it, if you present this case to any kind of, to a jury or independent, you know, judge-based, you know, assessment or whatever it's called, I don't understand how they can go, yeah, no, Anthem's in, they've, they've got that right, they own that. Like, they wouldn't have been even around, or not around, but, like, we kept them afloat for months, producing our own shit. Like, this is ours. It's just beyond me. And, again, I thought a few months ago, or, yeah, a month or two ago, it was it was settled. It's, so. it's been explosive. You, you, you really have to see this in order to believe this. Yeah, and to have this argument so publicly, I don't... Who does this help? Uh, oh, and I forgot to mention, Ed, Ed even did an interview on, I believe it was Sunday on live audio wrestling, which is, uh, which is on... Fight Network, which is owned, of course, by Anthem, which Rebby went crazy over because uh, he's he's giving interviews to his own people and allegedly refusing to meet with the Hardy's lawyers when... They've asked for individual meetings or however she's been framing it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen people commenting on her. I, what I've found out in the last, um, and Colin, I'll let you know about uh, during the NXT main event match, I. Uh, basically tweeted out something to the effect of, you know, Robert Roode was in, stuck in trash-ass TNA for all those years, and now he's, like, in these NXT main events with, like, the top workers in the world and getting all of this, uh, like, all this strong, uh, like, this strong, glorious reaction, you know, to his theme and the crowds into him, like, don't give up. And I, the TNA hive has come for me, and I never thought that thing even existed. But people seem to like really appreciate her and the Hardys being upset about, you know, basically the thing they created being taken away from TNA. And it's the strangest thing I've ever seen because I didn't know people were with TNA like that. But um yeah, like I, I hope that this works out in their favor because I don't know who TNA has helped, um, kind of as a general policy. So, yeah. You don't know who they've helped? Yeah, like who's who's went to TNA and come out the other side better. Oh, oh, I got and you. Talent, like, like talent who came to TNA, um, you know, looking for like a fresh start or looking to build their brand. Like Christian didn't come out of TNA any better than when he was. Yeah, I was going to say Christian and, is the guy that comes the closest. Mm-hmm. 
and and I'm also talking about people who went in there and really like seemed to be busting their asses. Um, did Samoa Joe come out better for being in TNA? I I, I don't think so. I mean, AJ Styles wouldn't be AJ Styles without TNA, and I'll always acknowledge that, but they didn't do right by the guy. So yeah, I don't Joe know signed who... multiple contracts with TNA. I mean, yeah. I get, get, you get, know, he had offers. Is, oh, there's that, but like, I just don't understand this this desire to have to, like, celebrate TNA. Like, TNA is whatever. Impact is whatever. Like, like TNA does not deserve people. your rabid support. Yeah. <laughs> it does not it need. Not, it does not, not deserve like your impact. Twitter uh, defense. Yeah. 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 They ain't earn that. Come on. And because you cape in for somebody who hasn't even earned earned that respect to be, like you look like even more of a fucking noodle than you would if you know just defending somebody that's done something wrong. Period. Yep. Whether they, uh, you know, deserve your whatever I'm trying to say. Fuck out of yep. here. Like, that's the hill you want to die on? Good Lord. And you deserve to go down with that sinking ship. Yep. All right, let's, uh... Oh, wait, I think Kylan's still on. Kylan, you still on? Yeah. Uh, my second question. Since, since WWE is deciding to have JR called the May, called the May Young Classic Women's Tournament, as it was officially announced to be yesterday, as opposed to as opposed to the rumored having a, an all women's announced team. Who who do you who do you suppose will be Jr.'s partner if it is not? Nigel McGinnis, or do you think they'll have Nigel McGinnis call it with him? I could I could see Jr. and, and McGinnis uh, worked out really well at, uh, or as well as you know coming in cold, and, yeah. you know, like like Jr. did with the UK thing. <clears throat> um. But it, it it would be nice if they got a woman to 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 yeah. be next there's, to Jr. There's somebody out there, like maybe I don't know. I know it's not her her forte, but maybe you you coach Renee up to do it. You know, um, there's there's somebody out there who can do it, and I think that they'll. I, I think they're they're conscious enough of this thing that they're building and who the audience is for that. That you know. Um, they're not just always looking for physical, you know, talent, but they're looking for on-air talent as well. So, you know, you never know. The next person who wants to go work for ESPN, Fox News, sees this and ends up, you know, being being played by play for WWE. Like, we're getting our first, um, you know, women-led. I think it's I think it's been like 
30 years, but um, the first time since I think the 80s we're getting a, a woman doing the, uh, the play-by-play or color for Monday Night Football when they open the season. Um, so, you know, I, I think they're they're conscious enough to be like, they're at least going to reach out and try to find, you know, a woman who can perform that role. And then I think they'll go from there with who they're going to go with. And really quick, Colin, because um, I know Rich and Travis are going to cover this in VIP. Um, that's a Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate match is easily the match of the weekend. Easily. Like nothing even touches it. That was a fantastic wrestling match. Agreed. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I hesitate a little more, but uh, I think that match, if it just goes one less made, one less finisher, and the champion retained, I think that's for me right there. Match it a potential match of the year. Uh. Contender, you know, something you might come back to come November and December and think about. But I just think they went one, one fall, one, you know, near fall too many, one big finishing spot kicked out of too many, and then the guy I think is a giant scumbag won. So, but it still was a fantastic match. Like we lost Mike from Brooklyn. Looking forward to getting to him. But hopefully he'll uh, chime back in. I'll read uh, <clears throat> our last uh, non-VIP email here, or I'm, one I'm going to assume is non-VIP from my man Kyle from Philly. Uh, he didn't specify, so I'll assume uh, thoughts on Jahinder. Now I don't know. He spelled the J H I N D E R. Now, obviously, you see him on TV every week or whatever. You know his name's not like. What are you doing, Kyle? Like, or is that the joke? Is you hinder? So, um, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> he chimes in. No, Kyle, he says, "Hey, Travis Cam." Uh, oh, okay, I guess non-VIP, Travis Cam. Um. <clears throat> I had a few thoughts after watching the Punjabi Championship celebration uh, on SmackDown. Oh, shit, did they bring back the Punjabi prison match? I hope not. I mean, they got a, they got a Indian guy again as <laughs> champ. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Orton gets screwed in St. Louis, and he demands a Punjabi prison. Or, no, then he wants another match. And Gender says, "All right, if you fight in a, if we fight in a Punjabi prison." And Norton's like, "You're on." But um, I was a little uncomfortable with the classic foreigner gimmick, especially in 2017. Uh, but then I got to thinking about it, and I realized that Gender's still getting heat with me, even though I consider myself to be a bleeding heart liberal. Is there a reason? And here's why. Nothing seems to bother white people, I'm white, more than being accused of being racist, even if it's well deserved, even if it's deserved at times. The best example I can think of would be if I accuse if if I was accused of being racist for not liking Booker T's announcing when in reality he's a terrible announcer. 
Or Bret Hart coming to my city and telling me that he had to give the United States an enema. Uh, if he had to give the United States an, an enema, he was sticking in Philadelphia. Uh, the only issue I have now is that Jinder isn't standing across the ring from an innocent baby face. He's standing across from Randy, All Lives Matter, Orton. <laughs> yep. My question for you guys is, am I, am I on to something? Or am I thinking about it a little too hard? WWE has a history of insensitive booking, uh, and I had it just ends with that sent for my iPhone. So actually, I as much credit as I give in WWE, I don't think that they know that Randy Orton, regardless of his run as hot or cold, I don't know if they know the juxtaposition between people who are aware of social issues, and Randy Orton. Like, I, I don't know if they know that. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're aware of things that he says, but they probably don't think it translates to your ticket price and how you react. But again, like, we are kind of in a time where people are cognizant of being seen. So if Jinder Mahal says you're, you know, you people are against diversity and – you boo him outright. Like, it, it's, he's challenging your reaction. And he's not doing things dastardly enough to where you can boo him outright and be like, no, you're a bad guy. I don't care what you say. Like, there was even, like, a weak-ass USA chant uh, for a minute, like, during, uh, I think, when he was coming out to the ring or something like that. And it was just like, nah, like, this this isn't going to fly based on the way he's presenting the argument. So, um. Like, he is doing that, but here's the thing. When you accuse a white person of being racist, um, it's not like white people gather together and say, you know what, we're not racist. They say, I'm not a racist. So, because if they gather together and say, no, you individual of color, you can't say that about us. That looks racist. Like they're, they're aware. So to boo Jinder Mahal as, uh, as a group, as a paying organization, and to be caught on camera doing that shit after he tells you, like, you are against diversity, it probably presents a problem to people. And, you know, him going up against Randy Orton, Randy Orton is not the spokesperson for um, America is great and we treat people fairly because he's not great and he don't treat people fairly. As, as a character or as a person. So, yeah, um, it, it was there were things that challenged your ability to boo Jinder Mahal on Sunday night and even on Tuesday, I think. <clears throat> it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a topic that's, uh, you know, that can go in, in a lot of directions. Uh, We're thinking about this harder than WWE is. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think Kyle, he says uh, that was his thing. Am I, you know, uh, am I thinking about it too hard? But no, it's it's there. It's, you know, at least somebody's thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, cool. Appreciate that, uh Email Kyle. 
chat room here. Last night he called gender. Oh, JBL. What the heck was JBL talking about last night? When he was an active wrestler, he called himself a wrestling god. Last night he called Jinder Mahal the greatest world champion of all time. So Jinder Mahal is better than him. Yeah, I mean, all time. Yeah. And yo, Jinder Mahal told us he was the greatest WWE champion ever. Straight up. And it was like, oh, all right. What's the matter? Oh. What 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 can anybody do for you? Oh, my my front door is unlocked. Could you go into the front door and then open up the patio door for me, please? Uh, sure. Thank you very much. Um, I'm gonna go do that, Hello, Cam. If you can. Uh... Sure. Uh, hey, is anybody on the oh. line with you? No. Oh no. Um. All right. Let's uh. Bring somebody on. Hope she doesn't have something on the stove. Uh-oh. Uh, all right, you and Darrell talk about stuff. Darrell, what is going on? What's going on, Cam? Yeah. Okay. Not too much. Of course, of course, you call with the rock gravel, uh, with the rock gravel sound uh, on your voice. Go to the, go to the right room. Go down the hall. Yeah, my man. Hold on. Can you hear me now? There we go. Darrell, do me a favor. Um, while, while I got you on the line, and we kind of talked about it a bit earlier, but can you kind of lay out uh, kind of what you were saying about uh, DIY earlier earlier in the week? What are your, your concerns about them breaking up as a team, and where did you project them out on the main roster? Okay. First, before anybody yell at me and scream at me, I said that um, the turn was in my top 15 of all time as an awesome high. It was set up and everything. So, oh, Darrell, and real quick, right before, I, before I let you continue, yo, how about how they showed them on the stage together and they showed the, uh, the trademark credit? So it was going off, going off. And then yes. That was so good. But no, go ahead. You got it. Yes, that's another reason why it's so high on my list because of that right there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome moment. <laughs> I wonder who gave him the cue. But, um, okay, my whole reason was they were hotter as a tag team than they were. I know people say, well, they might think of them as main event, uh, high-caliber stars, single. That's why they broke them up. But in the eye, they're thinking of in their NXT form. When you see not too many people keep what they do in NXT on the main roster once you make it up to Vince. And in Vince's eye, because they have already previously been in this division, they are 205 wrestlers. So they go to 205. And right now, we can't say they promote any 205 wrestler good. So for us to hope and say, well, 
Johnny can lead the babyface, lead what babyface um, part of 205 that's decent. Mostly all babyfaces booked um, on the main roster are, are weak and boring anyway. So sending them to 205 actually hurts them in the long run where you could have sent them as a hot tag team to maybe even SmackDown what you and Shahid then were talking about earlier, where um, he turned the American Alpha's heel. Keep New Day face or keep new, turn New Day back heel. And now you got four legitimate tag teams that you can finally spotlight and not just have one tag team match on one pay-per-view at a time. Because if you just have one match on at a time, it's not a real division if you can't have multiple matches on. Because how can anybody get over when the only time you be seen is when you face it for the title? Because after yeah. that, you're going to be out of sight, out of mind. That kind of does it for him at that point, yeah. And I know they they like it in the long – they probably like it right now. And for right now, in the short term, in NXT, this is a hell of a um, show that they're going to have and they're going to put on with each other. But in the long term, because I'm pretty sure this is only going to last for one takeover, then they're going to send both of those guys to the um, main roster. They've been in NXT for over, what, three, going on four years now. What? You talking about DIY? Yes. They've been there since um, right before the um, Dusty Classic. Right. That was three or four years ago? About two. About two. Three years ago, yeah. You know, had Cruiserweight Classic, all of that. Wait, 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 wait. Last year was 2016. That's when they had the second one. So I guess 2015. Right, because they signed up Joe was there for two years. No, they've been around a solid Joe was there for two years, and he performed in the Dusty Classic, him and Finn. And Finn was there for two years. Right, because Owens, he came up and he saved Owens from... Oh, saves Sammy from an Owens beatdown, right? And then Joe showed up as a babyface first. Yep. And yeah, and then Owens came up. It was still 2015. Cena was doing his, you know, uh, U.S. title open thing. Huh. Shit. I mean, it hasn't been two or three, or three or four, but it's been two, almost two and a half. And yeah. uh. But because it's NXT and because it's an hour, you don't see those guys every week because not everybody's on every show. And it just makes it seem like, you know, they're just that much fresher. Right? But it like, there's their no value way. on the main roster. Oh, right, right. I'm just, I'm just saying the overall booking uh, um, style and, and pacing. Just not having everybody on the show, but you can't do that when you got three damn hours to fill. You got everybody every week. But damn, that just that just shows you how much how much more you get out of people when you're when they're just not. Damn, they've been together for two over two years, or they've been on NXT. Yeah, my goodness, I'm yeah. just having this little moment yeah. here. Just realizing it. <laughs> Yeah, 
I don't want to cause a damper to nobody. You know, like I said, the angle was top 15, uh, one of my best turns, best turns of all time in my eyes. But oh, wow. um, that's on. That's only uh, NXT. This is only going to pop for NXT. It's not going to help them on the main roster because, again, it's in Vince's eyes, they're 205 wrestlers. And, and they've been in NXT for over, two, uh, for over three years, three to four years. So he really... Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. But that's uh, that's what uh, what I was saying when uh, Cam, because Cam asked about what we were speaking on earlier this week. Where he was coming from with the DIY situation. So I would have just loved to see them as a tag team. I don't know about you, Trav, but I would love to see them come in as a tag team, spice up that SmackDown division. I just think where you know money's made and where you want your your, your I think again finding out they're going to be a uh, that they want them to be individ- they want them to be single stars on the main roster takes away a lot of the the sting of you know the the breakup and like you said it's not going to be like we're going to get to hit, get to see them feud for the next year this is what could be like. You know the new Zane Owens kind of thing. You know this could be a new version of that, but maybe. Oh shit, my man uh, Patrick Clark finally. <laughs> but let me ask you this, Travis. Um, I know people say they want them to be um made. They might be um separate um, stars on the main roster, and they. Hope that they have potential. But you said about them earning money. Right now, in WWE, just period, they earn the most money for a longer period of time as a tag team act. And just knowing, you don't know how they can um, make money as separate guys. Even and you gotta still think that they're still little guys, and they're not gonna come in with the main roster single push as a Finn Balor, who's somebody their side, because they want to push that way in NXT for a long period of time. So Vince probably see them only as 205 stars. Do you see any one of them able to reach a level as Austin Aries or a Neville? Because if not, they're just in the pack. I can see Johnny Gargano being the the division. Gargano, yeah. Like around him, I think Tampa has a better chance as a uh, raw SmackDown guy. And I just say, and showing with SmackDown this week, how they failed a few superstars, how WWE faces anyway is so weak. Because if we bring Charlotte as a face, they have made her so irrelevant so fast, and she's nothing on the devil where she was when they had her as the top heel on the show. Nakamura, they got him looking plain just in two shows. Only It only took two shows to kind of not have the luster off him. 
Well, I disagree with you there, but okay. Um, the constant babyface booking on, on Roman Reigns show you how they haven't done that young man no whatsoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> babyface is getting, getting booked in WWE. It's just so hard. The, I guess the only babyface that been booked right or uh, kind of decent was when they finally turned Chris Jericho. And that's because he had the gimmick of the list and all of that stuff that got over by itself when he was a heel. Patrick Clark, I don't have to have the old <clears throat> Darren Young hairdo now. Yeah. team Green. He had a little more S to his curl. Woo! That elbow, though. But Bailey doing it. Why is, why is, uh... Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Shit way better than Bailey's. But one last thing I want to ask you guys: um, What did you guys think about the Paul Heyman um, promo that he came out and cut with Finn and everything? And what you think? What story awesome. you guys think trying to tell? It was awesome, and it was definitely something that should be talked about. Because I'm hoping that they go with what I was um, saying to you guys the week before. If you're going to build it, Brock versus Finn, you, you, um, I think one of you guys said you have to start building him up now as a um, competitor to him. And then once they find the beat up, you always can introduce the demon. Don't have the demon come out in the fatal five ways. Talk about it as some special thing that give him a certain edge to maybe – that he can hold on against Brock or maybe do something against Brock. You don't know until you see it and just sell people on the what if or the you don't know until you see it because a lot of people buy stuff just because. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Because we might see the biggest um, boxing gate in history with um, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. And everybody should assume that Floyd going to destroy Conor McGregor. Yes, Conor can fight. He's a fighter, but he don't know how to box. You're talking Why to the a biggest dude who gate? Are they having like in a stadium or something? Just when you talk about the money that's going to be made, well, the gate is specific to the to the tickets sold and the people in the building. That's the yeah. gate. Because I mean, so you know, what are you saying? You're, you're really going to have the most popular underdog ever in a fight. Like, I, I don't know if that can be understated. So you can charge whatever you want to get into that fight. Like the, the guy who already holds the gross for the biggest gates of all time, like actual paid attendance. And now he's facing like the most popular underdog ever in a boxing match, if it happens. So yeah, you can pretty much, you know, write down on a on a sheet of paper. Well, they do it anyway, but you can charge people whatever because everybody who's all the famous people like the David Lees from all over the world who are gonna pay to be there. So yeah, that it 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 it's going to be 
the biggest uh, pay-per-view number, but it could be the biggest day, too. Yeah. And the most money uh, made, let me say that then, the most money made, he already did that with Pacquiao. But what this is looking yep. like, probably doubled it. And, and they both made over 100 to $200 million <laughs> a piece at that time. After you talk, talk about what you brought home, after the pay-per-view numbers came in and everything, what, Floyd made at least three to four, Pacquiao made at least 150 to two. And this all off of uh, people hope or just a little ounce of belief that they think uh, Conor McGregor can um, beat the undefeated Florida Mayweather. If you can sell people on that with this matchup right here, maybe between Finn and Brock, that could be – you can make that tremendously big. But, you know, sometimes fans, uh, wrestling fans get so stuck on – the size, how how a person looks, and and don't and don't allow themselves to be sold on just what if. You don't know until you see it. You don't know something until you um until you try it. You don't know if you like it until you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and on the surface, sure. Most. You know, you don't, but I don't have to like, you know, I can be real, just real obvious. I don't have to like get punched in the face to know I don't like like getting punched in the face. I can see something like, oh no, that looks terrible. <laughs> I don't want to participate in any of that. Like, well, yeah, but you got to try it first. Like, no, I, I saw what was happening to that guy. <laughs> I saw how he dealt with it. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, you should jump out of airplanes in an adrenaline rush. I'm like, mm. <laughs> good. It, it's like this: we chipped in and bought the um, Pacquiao fight. We thought we were going to see the greatest fight of all time. Then when we got a couple of minutes in the first round, and we see this is the biggest bust of all time. And when you out a hundred dollars, you piss. But they got your money now, so you don't have no choice but to watch it. But yeah. before everything was going, you thought it was going to be the biggest fight ever. And who knows? He right. might surprise That's you, Brock. Promoting one-on-one. <laughs> Brock might come up out of just control. the suplex thing. <laughs> he might, might have to. Here. Might have to. Got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Trail, you've been uh, reading yeah. um, Secret Empire. How you like it so far? I think it's the fucking, it's the tits. It's it's, it's dope as fuck. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's my shit. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> so, I think and I can't wait I to hear said, y'all. Well, I've said this makes uh, Civil War Two. Like, no matter how you felt about it, like if you hated Civil War Two, I think it should everything should go up a notch. It should be like, yeah, it was okay. And if you thought it was, yeah, it was okay. I think it should be good. If you thought it was good, it's great. Like I thought Civil War was was good, and now I like totally think it was fucking 
it was awesome because it set up like when you think about the intricate plot, like how he needed civil war to be happening, you know, to keep those guys occupied while he was over here doing this thing. It's just I, I'm I've just been so impressed of the the, the meticulous eighteen month, you know, build of of Hydra Cap that they've done over the last year and a half of putting everything in place piece by piece. Like, Nick Spencer's a fucking... He's dope as shit. He's a dope-ass storyteller. I mean, just... Yeah. Yeah, I think he sold it. Um, if people didn't like Civil War Two, which I was a person of, you have to go back and read Cap's um, comic line in... Um, for the um, Civil War Two because it set up a lot of the stuff that you see in Secret Empire. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, totally. So I think that's the best part about it. So, and I can't wait to hear what y'all say on uh, when the flat when the fan by fan come out to see about the Flash and the it's craziness. Up. It's, you got to peep that last night. We got we got that got that fire already set up. Okay. Because um, the CW this week, it seemed like it's been a lot of lost loved ones. <laughs> it seemed like every yeah. show, somebody lost a loved one. They, they, All right, they go no, for no, no spoilers. I ain't seen oh, Supergirl, nah, I ain't seen Legends. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm just saying that. You can probably watch Arrow now. I'm 20 minutes out from uh, from finishing Arrow, so we're going we gonna to see about to take this show till nine thirty. Okay. Don't spite. Don't be real quiet on one end. Don't spite. <laughs> Damn, where you? <laughs> Get back on the work. God damn it. Have you even? Uh, have you? I mean, there hasn't been a ton of this week. There are two. I know there's another Secret Warriors out, and there's a. Uh, uh, there last week, I think. Steve Rogers 16 or whatever the next newest issue. But have you been following the tie-ins as well? No, not all the tie-ins. Okay. It's not, not as many as, as as like Civil War 2. But um, what I don't understand is the new Doctor Strange is out. It's not a tie-in. It's just like, oh, Doctor Strange is battling this guy and this, 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 this is happening. I'm like, Ain't he in New York under that damn darkness bubble or whatever the fuck? I don't know. It seems like this should be. Like, if you're going to do a bunch of tie-ins, like, it seems like the Secret Empire should be the one that, because everybody's involved. Like, you got to be. Like, how you just doing other stuff when the country got, you know, taken over by fascists? He all about the mystic arts, I guess. If it ain't about mystic, it ain't about him, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But it's a bunch of them. I was going through, like, on Comicsology, just looking at everything that came out this week, or came out today, and it's like, man, there should be more tie-ins. But I guess they probably didn't want to do make that mistake again, like they did last last summer. So, so them all together, yeah. Uh, and before you let me go, Trav, I want to ask you uh, one yeah. question, then you can let me go and answer it. Um, you too, Cam. Um, since um, Marvel 
never did this. They never had a, re- a reboot, like a complete reboot, a full-fledged reboot like DC have done. Um, do you think Marvel should do a, a reboot? Like after all this end, do a real complete reboot where they reboot every line and everybody. Well, the thing is, they've had like three soft reboots. I mean, when when uh, the thing happened at the end of Secret Wars, was it? And because I remember reading Ant Man, and he was literally in the middle of a sentence, and <laughs> everything just went blank. I was like, "What?" And then Rich had to explain, like, "Yeah, like the universes collided or something," and then like they came back. And all the number ones were like eight months later in the in the timeline, and nobody like remembered. It was like, okay, <laughs> you know. And then the other stuff they've had, yeah, the events that have done like soft reboots, but nothing like you said, nothing not a full on. So I just think I just worry that if they did that, it's. It's like with Secret Empire. Like, here they are. They've got this big event that's really good, at least, you know, two months in. It's dope as fuck. But people got event fatigue. Like, Comic Girl 19 explained it. Like, they did, like, four events in the last, like, three years and probably more in the past five. It's ridiculous. I was like, holy shit, when she ran them down. Um, So here you are with a real thought-out, Hopefully, you know, to the, the the build has been well thought out. Like I just said, the year and a half building up, leading up to it was real meticulous and, and, and well thought out. So you would hope the next year or two or whatever along this thing is going to go is the same way. Uh, but here you got one that's like all those things and all those positive things. And now, because people are like, fuck Marvel, here they come with another event. And, oh, and Cap's a bad guy. Fuck them. And, you know... It's like, see, you done use up all your goodwill or burnt out all your, uh, you know, burnt out all your credibility. Now when you need it, when you got something dope and you just, come on, they give us a chance, just trust us. They're like, nah. And it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to have to be four months from now where people are like, oh my God, Secret Empire is, it's just builds and, it, you know, word of mouth and all that kind of thing. And it's going to have to slowly but surely Earn people's trust again. Rob explains, love it, and I love. I like when he uh, go on and yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> so he like it. <laughs> he be tripping me out. Oh, I need to check his uh, check his channel. I haven't peeped it in about a week or two, so see what new stuff he's got up. Have you been following yeah. the storyline that, that that him and Comic Story and, and some other YouTube channels oh, yeah. been doing? Yeah, the little yeah. uh, where they explain everything. He's supposed to got fired and now he's uh, like taking over. Yeah, yeah they're like hacks into this <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man, we'll talk to you. All, all right, right, man, y'all, peace out. <laughs> Goddamn nerds! Yeah, so you haven't uh, been following Secret Empire at all, right? Uh, I, I kind of know just whatever what my man you hear conversation. No, I, I actually did some reading up. Um, so I guess I see how oh, okay. navigate and getting things uh, getting things done and whatnot. 
I'm just like, what's the end game? Like, I got to know. Yeah. I can get my money before, but I got to know. <laughs> yeah. And and I think this storyline is, is going to serve not only having, like, a really good story and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but it's going to it's, they're going to use Secret Empire to get all their young uh, your Riri Williams is your Luna Luna Lafayette Moon Girl and these young and Wasp and all these uh, you know young young superheroes that that need that need the rub. Yep. I'm pretty sure Riri's going to be there at the end to. Uh, uh, to be like one of the main heroes or whatever, and uh, just a feeling. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasp got this thing going on in her book where she's. It's called this this program she put together called Girl. And it's it's like GI, you know, acronym. It stands for mm-hmm. you know, Genius Something Something. So she got all these uh, dope ass. Young young women together and like this like think tank is fucking awesome, you know like Moon Girls a part of it. Uh, uh, you got some other people that haven't really gotten a name yet, but it's uh, it's really cool. Oh, I think they even met with even met with Riri Williams once one issue. So yeah, let's uh, probably wrap things up with Boris here and see what's on his mind. Uh, Boris, what's happening? What are you What are you reading? Nothing. <laughs> oh. All right, and that was uh, Boris from Chicago. Everybody. Uh, Damn. <laughs> all right, let me, let me bring him back on. So, uh, yeah. So you're not keeping up with anything? No, I, I just left that Don't alone you even... a long time ago. I used to, but I oh. stopped. Long time ago, so now more so is what I hear. Because, like I said, with this new Spider-Man trailer, they said what we're seeing with the um, the latest international trailer and stuff. That's supposed the 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 Iron Man based, I guess, suit is that's something that Marvel's doing in the current comic books and stuff like that. So, but I'm liking it because it's more it fits more modern. You know, it gives us the feel of what technology would probably be if, you know, this is with the cinematic universe current, you know what I'm saying? Versus trying to fit an old Spider-Man without that, without that technology into this universe. Plus, you know, we never had a crossover like this in the, in a, in the movie industry, which is, you know, we have Ant-Man, Spider-Man and Iron Man in the same movie, which is great. So I'm looking forward to more, of our future, you know, the cinematic universe, and hopefully DC get it together. Wait a second, there's been because, like two Avengers. Hmm? Right, right. That's what I'm saying. We're getting this now, you know what I'm saying, versus what we, what it could have, you know, what we didn't get back, you know, when they were just doing single movies. And then with, what, Josh Whedon taking over, over there, you know, I'm looking forward to if he do more, <laughs> because I don't know. What version, what edited cut we're going to get? Is it going to be all Josh Whedon with the edited cut, or is he going to be doing finished up snap? Boris, wait a a second. We we were 
just talking about uh, Spider-Man, Avengers, Marvel stuff. Isn't Josh Whedon doing? Uh, what's he finishing up for somebody? He's Snyder. Yeah, he's finishing up. Justice he's doing what? Snyder. Right, like totally, like right. okay. Like, weren't we just talking about one whole different universe? And he just. I was, talk- but I was saying in Texas, he's taking over. And he's gonna. I understand you know, that, but like you literally, list. like in the same breath that you were right. talking about right. Spider-Man and Iron Man Avengers, all of a sudden now, three sentences later, and we're talking about Josh Whedon and. Because I'm saying Josh Whedon, he worked with Avengers. And now he yeah. gets to okay. take over for Justice League. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. My, I'm glad Cam because I didn't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The connection. No, no, no. That's just me not knowing, you know, that that deep, you know, that that level of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah no, I'll take that. So, yeah, it, my it, um, it, it's interesting. Like, of course, Boris. Like, I know you probably echo echo this thought. Like, it sucks how we got. It, it absolutely sucks. Yeah. Like, Yes. You don't want somebody to have to deal with that kind of tragedy. Um, which you do. I mean, what happens? I mean, somebody hope... killed themselves or something, right? His, His daughter. daughter. Yeah. And what's interesting killed was. Killed herself? I mean, he did. Yeah. Or not Josh, yeah. Zack Snyder's daughter. Um, yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. What's interesting about it is, like, he stayed on production for two, three months. Like, he tried to power through it. Um, and that's, you know, I, that, that's, yeah. that's big. That's brave of him. Um, well, maybe he thought, you know, you know okay. like work will help him. You know, like last thing yeah. I want to be is at home with my thoughts and my memories. And but I say, so maybe if I'm just on set for, you know, 20 hours a day, I can you know, get through it and probably work for a while until he, yeah. you know, it didn't. I think it was really him, you know, having to be with his family because they, I think they, they were taking it, you know, hard as well, I'm sure. Um, yeah, of course. It, it's um it, it's unfortunate, and you know you um you hope that you know regardless of like like I've, I've made it clear like I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan um but you do hope that the thing that he created here does come to fruition as close as it can um just because I mean that's how art works like you don't want to see things change totally like and, and plus Joss Whedon's uh. The biggest thing about Josh Whedon is he's great at these interpersonal relationships. So I think if anything's really different, it's going to be tweaks to character interaction because he's he's very strong with that. Um, but yeah, going forward, um, like you like, like I, I'm not the biggest fan of Zack Snyder's style, Boris, and I made that clear. But man, if 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 you are a fan of that, imagine Zack Snyder's style with Josh Whedon's. Uh, framing and, and how characters move around in the world, it, it could be something really cool. It really could come together nice. Yeah, I'll, that's the first thought you get is just him coming in and then allowing him to help them. I mean, because, yeah. like you said, the interaction between the characters will change dynamically because they might talk with each other more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... um. It's unfortunate how we got here. You you hope it works out for the best, and and, and what you what you also kind of hope like it would be nice to to see more interaction between. But like, I, I think one of, one of the biggest criticisms of Zack Snyder is it's always kind of been his way or the highway, um, and he's kind of in charge of how these things look, um, and, and and how they're shot and how they're framed and what characters look like and how they talk. And it's like it's nice to have a voice come in. 
especially a voice that's been successful with these things and, yes. and gets to have input. So you really want to see just more collaboration is what I want from that universe because I think there are definitely people out there with good ideas, and it's just it hasn't proven to be something that's good with a singular helm. So, you know, they do need hands in the pot at D.C., and, and you know, hopefully going forward they, they can kind of establish that. And I think with Josh Whedon, it's a challenge, you know, because they're at a, a point where they need to help, and I think it refreshes him because he probably was burnt out with Marvel. But with DC, yeah. you might have a whole different challenge with these characters, you know, because, you know, Snyder, one thing, believed that they couldn't tell with their costumes on or mask on. He he just had a problem with that. Yep. So, all right, I'm going to – thanks, Boris, for the call. Appreciate that. But we've got uh, – Couple folks jumping on here at the end, so let me get to them real quick. Uh, yeah, it looks like Rich just jumped on too. Six three zero. Is that uh, who's that? Is that Dwight? Is that Brad? I don't think it's Brad. Six three zero. What's six three zero? Chicago. Yeah, it might be uh, Dwight. Let's see. Six three zero. You are on the air. Who's this? What Dwight. It's, what's going on, Trav? And um, it's, it's Dwight from Chicago. What's happening, man? Yep. Uh, uh, nothing. You know what? I think I'm the last person in the world to finally get around to watching the NXT event from this last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Just with just life and stuff. But your guys, the authors, have not taken care of people. Yeah. Did their thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, My guys, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they, those uh, are you guys, bro. It looked, it looked, it looked good, looked competent. You know, uh, the only the only criticism I had was that damn ladder shot. Um, yeah. you know, that's the the, the one two where, um, Johnny. Yeah, the one two Johnny. Yeah, I, I think in real time it it, it, it looked devastating, but. Johnny protected him. Johnny knew it was coming. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I didn't see out of the way. I didn't. I didn't see. I thought it happened. Bang bang. I looked up and saw Johnny taking the hit. Right. So when mm-hmm. I read like in the group or on Facebook or something, wow, he took that. He pushed Chompa out the way. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I still thought it happened. Bang bang. It wasn't until I watched it back just now or just you know an hour or so ago. Um, mm-hmm. Where I saw, like, oh, he pushed him out the way. Ackham and Razor looked at each other like, well, we're going to hit him anyway. And then they went through with it. So Johnny had plenty of time to anticipate it, and he did get his hands up. And it just looked good. Oh, really? Okay. Out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, okay. See, now i got to watch it a third time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that, that's all I got. You know, it was a good uh, – both shows were decent. Um, I think I won't, another. Both shows were both shows were decent, you know. It was just it was good entertainment and putting smiles in people's faces and um, um what other taglines they have. Uh, uh let's just since you people. haven't been you, I see you just jumped on the line. <laughs> what do you think of the uh Brizango Uso stuff? I don't like here, I want Tyler Breeze to go back to being serious. Um, why can't they wait just do a, everything? Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. You mean 
like, runway model making he, his own songs. Ooh, I'm so pretty. That yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was decent in NXT. He was he was okay in NXT. I just yeah, uh, serious. It just, it just isn't the adjective uh, I, I use. With okay, okay. Um, uh, a I don't know because you can't say wrestler. Um, uh, someone <laughs> remotely. What's another word for serious? Um, damn, I got nothing. Where is the thesaurus at? That damn. I, I, I got nothing. Damn. Um, you know it was no, but I know what you mean. I you mean know, he I, just he's not a obvious comedy guy. Even when he was doing his at the peak of his Prince Pretty stuff, he yeah. didn't wrestle. Ha ha. He right punched people in the face, and he got you know, and he sold. Uh, I, I'm just, yeah, because people like really, oh, well, wait, okay, you weren't at the show, obviously, because you're just watching it. <laughs> no, but, I wasn't. Yeah, but the crowd, you know, I, I, Jesse, who emailed, and then we talked about it a little bit on the live cast, he emailed Wade and was just all on my case about, you know, because I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. And he's like, who does he think he is? I mean, I'm exaggerating now, but he's like, you right. know, Who's this guy think he is? Why? Like, I didn't like the thing you liked. Like, okay, move on with your life now, buddy. Like, I don't get why I wasn't like, a... you got to stop and email a thing. Like, how didn't he like it? Everyone else clearly liked it. Like, yeah, no, I didn't. Well, I, I guess uh, the reality is, like, the Usos characters, they would just punch him in the face. Like, why are they? Yeah, like, they certainly wouldn't like, go along when he's rolling and rolling to the other side, rolling to the other side. And then Wade made a logical point beyond just punching a guy in the face. Like, the guy is wrong. Like, clearly, why would you go to the other side, climb up, and jump, even if he laid still? He just showed you that he's conscious and not knocked out enough for you to, to, to why would you take the risk of going up there and jumping and splash him when he shows, you know, and then do that four times for that, you know, lame-ass spot. That, again, people seem to enjoy. He said he laughed his ass off, and, you know, I didn't. And you know, yeah, whatever. It is what it is, dog. It really is. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I got. You know, I just called to mess with you guys a little bit. But cool. yes, take care. Appreciate. It. Appreciate. All right, it. Uh, mm-hmm. all right let's uh, go from Chicago north to Ontario. I think. Bring on Mark. Mark, that's you. What up? Yeah. Hey, Travis. Hey, Kim. How you guys tonight? What's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, oh, doing shit. Well. Before I forget, I just saw his face pop up on the screen. Um, I don't know who we were talking to it about. Maybe Kylan. What about Brian and and Jr. calling the women's tournament? Yeah. Could be it. Like Brian is the color bad. guy, Jr. doing the play-by-play, and Brian giving the background on the women, and like he did with the. Uh, with the uh, cru- in the cruiserweight deal last year, that would be good. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you're not going to get a woman, because I just don't know any that are good enough that it could be a good, a good color person, especially with Jr. Like, all right, well, you got your play by play. You don't need a that kind of redundancy. Um, so I don't know who's a good female personality out there in the, uh, you know, like. Renee's good, but I just, uh, you know, just, I don't She has a certain type of credibility. I don't know if she has that, the credibility of uh, color analysts 
Because as a caller, you have to know. You have to know. You have to add analysts, analysis. You have to know about the background of these women, and I just don't know if Renee would, because as good as she is, and as much as she knows the business, she knows WWE stuff. I don't know. If it, I just don't get the feeling Renee's, you know, watching Women of Honor or Shikara uh, or Shimmer. Yeah. You know, is uh, is Trish too far removed to do that with Jr.? Yeah, I just don't think there. Trish is. No, she she def- if Trish had the personality and had the had the chops, to- absolutely not. She'd be she'd be perfect in a, in a, in a lot of ways. How about can can Nikki but could she do it? Would she be good and fun and insightful and entertaining to listen to for you know ten weeks? <laughs> I feel like Ivory could genuinely do it. Like listening to her. You said you believe she could. Yeah, listening to her talking interviews, listening to her on the uh, on the table for three. Like I think her or Molly could really do that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're rich said Ivory or Molly. So yeah, you're right. echoing my thoughts. Who or Molly? Ivory, like I was saying. Oh, Ivory, yeah. Yeah, see, she's the – because I've seen her in, like, shoot interviews and stuff. Like, I think she has the personality more than a, than a Trish. Yep. But, again, even 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 uh, uh, even Ivory. Like, is Ivory keeping up with, you know, the, the women that are going to be in this tournament? And did you hear that they're going to sacrifice – some quality, more quality opponents, because they have that country filled already. Like they're going to, they're going to allow a worse wrestler in because she's from a, yeah. a part of the world that they don't have that they want represented. Like we got a wrestler that hails from the Ivory Coast. Like oh fuck yeah, we get to say we got a wrestler from the Ivory Coast, or you know just some place that you're never going to get, you know. Like, of course, you're going to get a bunch of women from the U.S. and Japan and maybe Mexico, but yeah, you know, you might get a ho ho lun in there just so you can say you got a Chinese or a, a woman in there. But they can put stories around that, didn't they? Have uh, T.J. Perkins from the Philippines or something yeah. in the cruiserweight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they didn't. No. Nobody straight out of whatever town, uh, Little Rack. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker from the He ain't from nowhere. He lives around the corner from the damn Aztec Temple thing and that they wrestle on Lucha Underground. The Aztec <laughs> Temple? Isn't that what they call it? The Temple? Something? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aztec Temple, Al Azteca. So anyway, uh, yeah, Mark, what's what's on your mind specifically? So I've just got two things, and thanks for taking my call so late in the uh, yeah. the podcast. This week, uh, well, I think that the weekend was great for uh, the shows, and this week I really noticed that, um, and I've been thinking about it for a while. AJ just takes the craziest rope bumps. Like, yeah. It's just yeah. astounding. He's, he's he's good at like being purposefully clumsy. 
Yeah. Or just like not even a rope bump, just a rope spot. Remember the the fake out of the RKO, where you mm-hmm. balanced on the top rope, then jump, then then drop back down to the apron, and Orton, uh, you know, thought the RKO he was going to be able to hit the RKO. Yeah, it's just so yeah, he's a, a he's a tight rope, tight rope, tight rope guy for sure. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and uh, I mean, I don't know historically how injury prone AJ is. I mean, I remember him from TNA, but I really didn't follow it that closely. So I don't know yeah. if he's a kind of an injury yeah. prone guy. I'm guessing Bumps and bruises, you know, twisted ankles, maybe a knee here and there, but I don't think AJ has ever had like a major surgery, you know, that's kept him out six, eight, 12 months or anything like that. Maybe I, it's just, you know, I've seen him, been seeing him wrestle for you know, uh, the last 15 years. So if he missed nine months here or there, I might just not be remembering. But um, I don't remember any major gaps. Well, that's that's good to hear because, I mean, if he was, you know, somewhat injury prone, I kind of wish you'd limit those crazy, what or at least what looks crazy rope bumps because, uh, you know, things can go badly on those ropes. Yeah, those are those are few and far between. You know, he's done that. Yeah. You know, and I don't even consider, again, the one I talked about, the, the jumping up and just dropping, balancing on the top rope and then jumping back down. That's way more safe than, for, mm-hmm. you know, like he did at the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. And I've only seen him do that two or three times, and he's been in the company well over almost two years, you know, a year mm-hmm. and a half. So uh, if that was something he did Maybe. regularly or every pay-per-view match or something like that, you'd, I think you'd have yeah. more of a, a point, but, yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I'm just thinking about it more, but that's okay. Uh, Rich on Twitter says his lower back got jacked up right before he signed. Uh, he wrestled through and did DDP over. Yep, I do remember. I remember that. But yeah, no. You know, he didn't have to miss any significant time. All right, cool. So uh, my last thing is, um, you know, who do you think goes over on the uh, fatal five-way? Um, do you th- and did your opinion change based on Heyman's uh, promo with Finn? I had already thought Finn would win, like because they they're talking yeah. about it. They're you know they're mm-hmm. talking about it in like no certain terms that yeah no Finn's going to win and they're going to get that out of the way. We got a caller on live cast say you think they're doing that to keep him from becoming like you know in six months the guy that they're like chanting for when they they don't have plans for him. But the crowd's like we want Finn, we want Finn, put him in the title picture. And they're just like, you know what, let's just get this out of the way now because we don't want to come September, October, November, December, you know, <laughs> headed in when we're trying to solidify stuff for Rumble and, and, and WrestleMania season. We don't want the crowd, you know, all of a sudden. But you, you know what's, like, what's difficult about that, though? But that means they got to give him a credible match against Brock because mm-hmm. – if, like, you know, you could have a Brian thing all over again. Not to that level, of course, but if the guy you like goes out and gets killed by Brock, guy who never lost his universal title and went blow for blow, step for step with Seth Rollins, like, you could really have some backlash there. So if that's what they're going with, they got to be careful. 
Yeah, I would think if they want Brock to ha- if they want Finn to face Brock, like I said a few weeks ago, they Finn should be winning all his matches. Seth Rollins should have been the one to take that pinfall and that triple threat. Uh, he shouldn't have, you know, he, sh- he should he should not lose until he loses to Brock. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Mark. I think it's to me if I had to place like any type of like prop bet or anything like that. I think it's safe to say it's not going to be Rollins and it's not going to be Bray. I think those are two guys that just don't have a shot at being in this match. Rollins, because he's had uh, two title matches against Brock. Um, And then Bray, because I think, Travis, you might have brought it up last week. Like, what the fuck is he going to say? Like, is he going to cut a weird, creepy, crazy promo and Brock just laugh it off? And he just kill whatever mystique Bray has, like, during the time. Like, you know, Rock could get away with 33-pound head jokes about Undertaker, like, way back when. Because Undertaker was a fucking killer. And, you know, Rock jokes aside, Rock was a guy who would take an ass whooping. So he'd sell the shit out of a tombstone or a choke slam. But Brock's not laughing off Bray and then getting a sister Abigail. Because it's just not the nature of the beast. Or he'll uh, no take pun intended. Sister Abigail and kick out at one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, not even in the in the course of a match. I mean, like, in the middle of a promo. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna get to out physical Brock like Goldberg did in in a promo or in an off match. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna get that. So, especially not Bray, who like genuinely. Like, would have to do, to stay in character, would have to do so much of, like, the machinations that he creates. And it didn't even work on Randy Orton. Randy Orton wasn't even scared of that shit. So Brock's going to be? Like, it's not going to work. Yeah. And so those two I guys, that, I'd say, are out. And I don't, I, there's unfinished business with Joe and Seth. Like, I, I think they're going to play that out for some time. So I, as much as I'd like to see Joe and Brock, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, uh, you know, right away. So what I think you're telling me is to put my money down on Finn, is what you're saying. Take my life savings and dump that out and put that on Finn. Yeah, I don't have any life savings. Yeah, if, so no. if, if, Joe could, <laughs> if Joe got the shot at SummerSlam against Brock, that'd be dope. Oh, yeah, yeah that's different, though. Now is that is that when the um when the title like what match is uh what oh. pay per view is the uh, title match set for? Good question. I don't know. They had they haven't specified. Uh, okay. Great Balls of Fire. Oh yeah. Is it? Oh yeah. Rock versus Finn. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. where it would happen. Great Great Balls of Fire. Oh whatever. But yeah, I <laughs> think he's. Like not the not the safe betty, but he's got to be the the popular one. Like it, that's what makes the most sense at the time. Just because, like you said, uh, Mark, of what other things people are involved with, like Seth mm-hmm. Joe, they haven't had a clean break from that, so there's no reason to totally get away from it. And I just don't think Bray has the credibility at this point um, as a promo guy. Because like, if you really think about it, let's and and this kind of takes away from everything, but let's strip away Bray Wyatt the character and let's look at you know, Bray Wyatt, the size, strength, and speed of the guy. Ideally, he's the guy you'd want to put against Brock, who would have a physical shot, if not Joe, as far as mm-hmm. going straight up blow for blow. But again, like just the things that would happen in the build to the match, like he's just 
because he's never been able to capitalize on the promises that he's made, um, you know, on like the what's the scariest thing he really did? Make some uh, some semen attack Randy Orton. Like that's that's the the closest he's come to semen, doing anything what? tangible. Um, yeah, it was semen. I've seen it. Um, but uh, but yeah, like it's just I just don't see how unless they made a a drastic change to his character and made him, you know, a, a more serious physical threat. I just don't yeah. see him being the guy. So yeah, it seems like Finn is Finn is the uh, he wins the the sweepstakes of of losing a Brock on a pay per view. Nobody wants to say out loud. Yeah, and maybe they save Joe for SummerSlam. So if it's Finn, and I think we're we've talked ourselves into that, is it Finn Balor or is it the Demon? Oh, it's the mm. Demon for sure. And the Demon takes that out. But you know, if let's say it's let's say that they're thinking long term and that Finn's a part of long term plans. What if mm-hmm. Finn Balor comes out and loses to Brock, and then when the rematch happens, it's, it's demon. the demon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know that could be that could be a thing. Um, I, I didn't. I don't know how how you felt about it. I did not like the way that they built up the demon. Um, his first go round in the match with Seth. Like I just maybe because. When when he was on top of NXT, I was just kind of watching NXT over my shoulder. So I don't know if they made, like, a specific, like, difference between, or like, a delineation between Seth when he's not in war paint and Seth when he is. I just mm-hmm. thought this is what he does for pay-per-views. It's always kind of how I interpreted it. So, like, to say this gives him, like, the added power, the focus, and all that kind of stuff, like, um, I didn't like how that was presented. Um, how like this was like this impenetrable being when he was doing raw promos against Seth. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not the end all be all of of what the audience absorbs. So is that how it was in NXT? Like when the paint's on, the game's on. Yeah. Okay. Like it goes. It was a mixture of both because it just so happens that it's a big takeover special when he needs, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I mean, it's clearly like. Both, or they want him to they wear. He wears it at the pay per view, and they, they use it mm-hmm. as a, a storyline. Uh, earlier, though, yeah. I talked away and I asked about um, could next year be the, or could this year's Extreme Rules pay per view be the final Extreme Rules? Because it, it, it's just really a. It's, it's, Backlash it's, it's weapons. Of, yeah, it just makes doesn't make sense. Like TLC. And the either the chamber or the Hell in a Cell match, like all right, you can have those matches. And TLC, you got four matches, you, or you have three, you have four at least three. You can have a tables match, you can have a separate ladders match, you can have a separate chairs match, and you can have a TLC match. Uh, so you get four matches just off the basis of that card, like. Extreme rules, you have to go, okay, let's have a thing on the pole. This will be a street yeah. fight. You just got to kind of make up your extreme gimmicks. Uh, so is there any chance uh, next uh, – when is extreme rules? And it'll be – okay, so it'll be – it'll be in June, so not many. So any, time, any chance next, next April or next June, you know, we're looking at uh, – you know, like they rebrand 
uh, Extreme Rules is, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, the shake, rattle, and roll pay-per-view? The yeah. Dolly Miss Molly or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, teenager in Love, maybe. Uh, yeah. Blue Still of the Night. Blue yeah, Hawaii. that'd be a good one. Rock oh, Around the Clock. Yellow, submar- Yellow Submarine. The yeah, there track. you go. Earth Angel. Earth Angel. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Earth Angel. Earth Angel. Earth Angel. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, you know, you know, uh, you know I hope, I hope. What's the name? The other song from that uh, is my jam. Uh, what, Back to the Future? Yeah, the, uh, not the Go Johnny Go. What's the other one? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Is it is it Back to the Future? Or is it? Oh, I can't think of it. I'm sorry. I, I, fuck, I shouldn't have pointed it up if I can't remember the damn name. You want to cry, baby? Again? Or the melody to sing it or like to hum it or something. To, you go, oh, okay, I know that one. Yeah, because, I mean, anything on a pole match is a punchline to me, yeah. you know? Yeah, so didn't I, we just have a on a pole match? Didn't Kurt Angle set one up? Yeah, yeah, kendo stick on a pole. Kendo stick. Uh, Which I don't uh, think I is, guess. it's when you put, if you put a weapon on a pole, I, it's totally fine. It's yeah. because the few times they just made it a joke in the 90s with, you know, Judy Bagwell on the pole, Viagra on the pole, just nonsense. Could you so imagine, you put a stick up there like, if you were, let's something. say you're in a, like, forget your mom on a pole, imagine a pink slip on a pole match. Yo, ain't no wrestling moves in a pink slip on a pole match. Like, no, I'm poking you and I'm biting you and I'm, like, this is my job, son. The mere idea. Like again, I quit match, pull out a gun. That's all you gotta do. You pull out the heat and and it's a wrap. Probably most matches though, really. Damn it. Oh, Get that Google going, Travis. It's gonna kill me. <laughs> uh oh. What did you what did you do? No, I'm just I, not being able to think of this song because Rich posted, uh, put on Twitter, YouTube video, uh, Yanni Be Good. Like, no, that ain't, it's not the one. And watch one. Oh, Night Train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Night Train. Here it is. No, that's it. You guys have a great night. Cool, man. Appreciate the call, as always. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, talk to you next week, guys. All right, man. Look at Biff pulling up, pulling up to the to the dance. 
still, I really still want to see his stand-up special. He did like a one-man show about like Who did? how him and I mean Biff, and it's you know just about him being a guy, and probably I think it's also about how him and Michael J. Fox are really really good friends. Like it's just one of those folksy things that people do, and like I'm really interested to see it. Uh, I saw a preview for it at Alamo like uh, a couple of years ago. I'm like, yeah, that seems really interesting. Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen, one man show. Yep. Oh, and and you'll never know, um, even though like you would have time to catch up if you chose, but you know things things take time. We have lives. Um, I think Adrian Chase might have just solidified himself as the number one villain of the Arrowverse. Like his one season. I think of all the shows I've watched, has been the best one season as a villain. Jeez. It was just perfect. And it's been building for so long. It's so good. And this is their fifth season. And he's easily their best villain so far. And they, they had one of the other villains come back to help. Like, oh, so good. As you jam out. So, all right, song's over. At, uh, let's go ahead and end things here. So, yeah, we'll be back, uh, Rich and I, and uh, just click over. So in a matter of seconds, you can uh, listen to the VIP portion for you uh, for you uh, VIP folks. Um, there is a torch sale going bonus. on. It's like, yeah, it's like 90% off. So, yeah, I mean, what the fuck? 90% off. Seriously. You don't got a dollar for Yo, and you can get... Let me see, I remember the promo. So, yo, you can get a dollar for a month. If you want to spread that $9 across three months, you get three months, $7 a pop. Or you can put that into a yearly subscription. You get uh, daily updates and reactions. You get editorials, like from our man Travis Bryant. You get VIP audio um, each and every day, including a lunchtime live cast. Audios a month. It's ridiculous. Yeah. After every pay-per-view, you get a live cast and a panel analysis from Wade Keller, Bruce Mitchell, Todd Martin, Greg, Greg Parks, Pat McNeil, Travis Bryant, and a host of other characters. Uh, yeah, and you can uh, sign up at uh, pwtorch.com slash govip. Yeah, and the coupon code for this sale is May 2017. think I got that right. May twenty seventeen. So yeah. uh and and go ahead, give a give a plug for the merch, uh, Cam. One more one Yeah, time. so again, um right now for the next uh few days you can get uh the uh don't hinder gender shirt. Yeah. Don't oh. hinder and as a matter of fact, yeah, you you're uh, I think I think it's actually like three days. Don't hinder gender. Um hashtag gender hive at uh teespring dot com. That's T E E Spring dot com slash uh, South Congress. And um, I think through the next two days, all of our South Congress and East Coast cast designs on Tee Public are 40% off. So the uh, T-shirts are starting at uh, $14, and you can go from there. You probably get like 20 stickers for like 7 Oh, oh, oh. Um, and Promo all code is May Sale. Sale. Sorry. May sale. Not, not, there you go. Not, not May 2017. May sale. M A Y S A L E. Yeah. 
Yeah, Thanks, all Rachel. me and Travis's design uh, provided by uh, mostly by our man Chuck Taylor. Shout out to Chuck, Lost in the Ink. Um, you can get those at T Public, T E E P U B L I C dot com uh, slash users slash Seahawk. Or you can just search Seahawk and, uh, yeah, get any of our uh, South Congress and East Coast cast merch there. Yep. So, yeah, run, don't walk to uh, your nearest uh, Internet-connected device. And, uh, yeah, order yourself a T-shirt, a tank, a hoodie, a mug, case, cell phone case, laptop case, onesie for your baby, all that. And uh, yeah, so that does it for us this week We'll get it y'all next week We out of here Later